A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast Feed. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And you are here with us on the bridge of our superstar destroyer of our fleet, the main show, the big show. And we are going to have fun. The 212th episode of Force Center. Joseph, there's always a fear we miscounted, but we <laughs> have good faith in this number. That's right. Sometimes numbers just slide around a little bit. That happens. It's natural. I I think Spotlight Star Wars, which is not a, in regular circulation right now, uh, I think I missed a number way back in like 2015. <laughs> Someone pointed it out to me one day and I just went, well, this is what it is. Look, if <laughs> buildings can skip numbers... 
right. So can Spotlight right. Star Wars. Episode 13, we skip it. <laughs> That's right. We have a fun show for you today. We're going to be talking about, well, it's one of uh, the most important things in Star Wars and often the most debated, sometimes misunderstood or misused from the fandoms, and other times you just daydream about it. It is a Force Power Party, Joseph. That's right. A big old Force Power Party. I'm excited to talk about it because it is a thing that uh, we like to do on Star Wars. We can dive deep and ask what it means, but it's also just one of the most surface-level fun and cool things of Star Wars. Very much what what grabs you as a, as a young child, if that's when you were introduced to Star Wars. That's coming up here in a bit. Before we get really deep into the show, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have that Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us if you feel the need. Star Wars or Life Adventures catch up time. Uh, Joseph, I, I think I saw I think I saw a little bit of your Star Wars adventures on your social media, but uh, what's been going on? Uh, well, I I don't want to say I have a problem. Uh, but I, I played. You know. I, there were some moments where. I was playing Battlefront 2 when I yeah. should have been doing other things. Yeah, that Ewok is addictive. Is. Then I tried the ISB agent. I don't know if you've tried the I ISB agent. Really, uh, okay. a, a subtly designed character in that they're really good at kicking. Wow. Uh, you you know, you mash that melee button. <laughs> For most people, it's just like, it's a punch, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the ISB agent does like fancy little leg kicks. They're they're better at melee and all of their abilities are triggered to that. But I was, mm. uh, it's so easy to do the auto aim with yeah, the, uh, the Ewok arrows. It's so pleasing. But I was uh, working on mastering the from far away. Okay. Uh, and I did actually uh, kill Darth Vader with an Ewok arrow. Ooh. Ooh, that's uh, victory. I think it's partially because uh, Vader was accidentally trapped in a, like a TIE fighter <laughs> a parking well. Uh, but yeah, it, the Battlefront 2, the, the co-op mode in particular, many other modes, they keep introducing more stuff. And it's just it's just such great Star Wars fun to, to live the fantasy of Star Wars. I've been having so much fun with it. Oh, yeah. I think I texted you at one point or sent you an email like, here's a file or something. You're like, great. I'm playing Battlefront 2. I'll get to it in a bit. And I was like, I understand. I understand. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I had a good test of will. It mm. was like, I imagined I was at the Jedi Temple and being tested. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to play this weekend. And like, oh, wow. You know, get some stuff done and read wow. some books and speak to my wife and good things. <laughs> That I should interact, do. communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that, that was all good. Uh, my other Star Wars adventure is I have an action figure I ordered. Ooh. And I was like, I got to open this before Ken gets here. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why don't I just open it when Ken is here? Yeah. So we can have a live Star Wars adventure. An, of audio unboxing. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know what's in there. I do. Just, I do. It's, yeah. I love this. This is a sealed package. Yeah. The greatest gift in the world <laughs> sealed package yeah so i ordered this one because it is a, a some a, some figures i've been wanting yeah uh but i've been like i shouldn't spend money and then it came up just in my amazon you know how yeah. the algorithms know me yeah uh oh boy and it, it was real cheap and i was like how could i it would actually be bad of me not to <laughs> yeah. be irresponsible if I didn't do this. Exactly. This so. is a complete surprise to me, too. So this is a team unboxing. Yep. Trying not to uh, uh, cut good, myself. Good knife work from yeah, Joseph you there. Can hear that. Yeah. Crinkle, oh, crinkle. Oh, wow. Look at this. You've got the team here. Uh, you got Ethan, uh, Sidon Ethano, of course, and Quiggold. 
yeah. that is a great figure, a two pack. A Force Awakens cr- era two pack. Yeah. Wait, I, what is that <laughs> spelling of? Is that some second Capitaine? Uh, because they don't want to repackage uh, them, they have uh, the different languages. Oh. And when it's a weird Star Wars name, sometimes you're like, is that a weird Star Wars name? No, that's French. Oh, first mate, got it, got it. Oh, it's the first mate, Quiggold, and the, the yeah. second Capitan. <laughs> yeah, my action figure of second Capitan. <laughs> That's yeah, a these, these have been uh, my favorite, uh, some of my favorite Force Awakens background characters. Yes. I saw this literally once in a store, mm-hmm. and we've been uh, uh, kvetching so much about how they didn't make these kind of characters right. for Last Jedi, really. And didn't make any three and three quarter uh, standard figures, uh, just the vintage for Rise of Skywalker. So I was like, I, I want to celebrate just a couple movies ago when they still made the weirdos. Look at these beautiful weirdos. Yeah. God, I love it's, them. It's, it's not, it's not one of my, just my favorite Star Wars designs. Just amazing design, right? And, uh, Quiggold with his, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Vogon <laughs> type appearance. Just his belongs. Peg leg. Peg leg. What? Come on. He's yeah, got a peg leg. Come on. He's a first mate on a. Pirate I ship. am glad Finn made the choices he ended up making. But could you have seen uh, a nice little side adventure with those uh, three Finn oh, yeah. working for those uh, cats? Yeah, look at look at on the back. Qui Gon's got his little little hands folded together like he's oh, worried about something. Deep thought going. Deep thought. Oh my! About to be uh, <laughs> given some advice. He looks like he's waiting for his uh, hot pockets to finish <laughs> microwaving. <laughs> Yay! All right, so that was just some authentic uh, Star Wars toy uh, joy uh, live on our broadcast air. See. Donny Thano and Qui Gold ready to go. And that is a Data Bank Brawl episode two pack because we did have them cruelly fight one another. We did because we're mean. We're mean. We're mean That's people. Great. All right. Ken, That's your Star Wars adventures. I, I far less, man. I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I, uh, I, it, it's a, what adventures I didn't have. I was in Las Vegas doing comedy with Mark Ellis, uh, Josh McCuka, John Kaiser at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. Uh, a lot of fun being uh, out and about. while A uh, virus takes over uh, all the headlines. And very brave of you. Very brave. Very brave. I'll tell you, I've never seen a hand uh, the sinks uh, that long in a men's room before. Which so disturbing. It's just disturbing that it was wasn't the case before. Yeah. Uh, I've been a pet peeve of mine. And so <laughs> um, I'll tell you, so I love, and people listen to me long enough, blather, know that I love my Lord of the Rings slots and my Game of Thrones slots. I remember watching you. Yes, you do, sir. There is a Star Wars slot. I played it once at the uh, Hooters Casino of all places, <laughs> which I don't think is even around anymore. There was a Star Wars slot. Okay. I played it once, had a little win, a couple losses. Eh, I'll do it again sometime. I've never seen it since. Really? Never. I And, and, and someone might tell me, yeah, you got to go to here. Sure. There's so many casinos to choose from. Uh, I'm glad because, uh, number one, I mean, it would fit, if, especially you know, if you Canto Bite. Oh, yeah. I want that Canto Bite game that I talked about recently. Uh, but it fits for Game of Thrones, kind of for Lord of the Rings, but it's a different kind of game. And it took my money like crazy this time, <laughs> as I know slots are. I, I just I'm glad, but I also kind of secretly want you kind of secretly want to uh, to play with the yeah. your own fate because the, the Lord of the Rings one you, you get three rings or three eyes of Sauron and you go up top for the bonus features right yeah and it's character so it's either Galadriel giving you bonuses or you know Gimli you could do that with Star Wars oh yeah because they have the dark side power ones yeah, yeah. Sauron or, or Saruman give you some powers. 
or an orc or a uruk guy. So why not Palpatine? Like, yeah, spin the wheel. <laughs> you want this, don't <laughs> you? Yeah, it's all it's all there. So, anyways, uh, did that. But um, and the other thing was the, the, the not uh, not adventures. Uh, we have been fortunate enough to uh, have the Rise of Skywalker novelization in our hands. Yes, uh, which we're going to be covering very soon. And and get this, actually reading it before commenting on anything <laughs> about it. I have tried to start it three times upon my return, and it is like a bad. I'm a sitcom dad from the '90s, where busy, busy, lay down or sit down on the couch, grab the book, literally started to open it, and then just something pulled me away. Okay. Three times. Oh, that's bad. I thought you were going to say you fell asleep. No, three times. Like so, I, I can't. I we're going to start it tonight. Okay, we're so the, start it tonight. The, the, this recording. Some neighborhood kids came by and wanted uh, you to help build a milk race uh, cart. Ch- Chihuahua barfing, or got to get ready for a guest <laughs> come over, or. Or the one of the times was like, finally, I am all right. I'm too tired. We can't do it. So yeah, yeah, can't wait to start that adventure. I'm like seventy pages in, and I'm really, really enjoying awesome. it. And that was part of my all right. I could keep slaughtering people as mm. an Ewok, or I could read a little. And I and uh-huh. I made the reading choice. I'll get back to the slaughter. So those are our Star Wars life adventures and just life adventures in general. Uh, we are going to dive into news. And yeah, Joseph, this is one of those times we talk about often news a little bit uh, lower. And, and if you try to cut out or filter out a lot of those clickbait website news stories, yep. you have almost nothing to talk about. <laughs> but we do have some, some things to talk about. We will fire up the rumor mill right now. Uh, this is a, it's a total rumored story, but it always uh, spawns uh, fun conversations. We heard uh, Project Luminous for a long time, but are we ready for Project Maverick. Ooh. So I'm reading from Games Radar here. Uh, a bot, like a Twitter bot, kind of, you know, bots. They drive cars now and everything. Uh, <laughs> it monitors for new releases in the video game world. And yes, I'm explaining it very simple. That's all you need to know. Finds things. It found on the back end of the PlayStation Network store. Not front facing. It went in the stock door in the back. <laughs> went in through the virtual corridor in the mall. A project called uh, Star Wars Project Maverick. Video game, something. Now, there's been a lot of rumors and whispers about Star Wars games. In fact, there always is. Going back to the dawn of times, these video <laughs> games got big. Uh, we've heard some rumors of one maybe focused on spaceships or pilots. Uh, we've heard uh, uh, re-release ones, Rogue Squadron, all those kind of things, which pop up right now and then. But really, in truth, there's no clue about this one. Uh, now, it is easy, potentially easy to doubt how we get this information. However, this is the same way uh, video gamers and fans around the world discovered that the Resident Evil 3 remake game was coming mm. out. This bot that found it in the, the back storage room, so to so speak. So the bot's got a good track record. It's got a, you know, it's like that source. So we all, I got a guy, I got a guy. I trust this bot. This bot works. <laughs> so that's all the information we have on this right now. Uh, Joseph, what do you think about this alleged project? Any wild guesses? Ooh. And uh, what Star Wars game do we need right now? Uh, you know, I like this rumor of a flying game because I like the flying part of Battlefront 2. But, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. it it's, doesn't get updated. I don't think a ton of people are playing. So, And I love those Rogue Squadron games back in the day. Right. Uh, so I would love maybe a Resistance era. Uh, similarly, you know, mm-hmm. where you could play some of the battles that you know, but also other new made up ones. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh I would love some sort of Sims Star Wars game. I was just going to joke and say, I want uh, Sims, yeah. but it's just Luke alone on the island with the <laughs> caretakers. <laughs> yes. And you're just running Luke's day-to-day life. That would be fun. Go fishing. Uh, but honestly, like some kind of like civilization world building 
That would, I haven't really played that in Star Wars before. That would be interesting. And not so much like a uh, you know, like Knights of the Old Republic or back in the day, open world type stuff. You want like kind of managing humans or aliens. I, 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 like Coruscant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sims, like Sims on Coruscant. That would be interesting to me. Yeah. Build a planet. Yeah. Build a society. Build I like planet, that. Build a society. I would like that. Yeah. Uh, I looked on uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the original Knights of the Old Republic was PC. Yeah. And I looked to see, like, can you download a version of it for PlayStation? And mm-hmm. I didn't find anything. I, okay. It didn't show up in my search. I could have done something wrong. I'm not a bot in the back end. Right. Uh, <laughs> a phrase I use yeah. often. Yeah. Look, I'm not a bot in the back I'm end. Not a back but, end bot. Uh, and I know you can get it, like, for iPad. Yeah. But that would be really cool if I could play Knights of the Old Republic on uh, PlayStation if you're looking at something that's being remade. Remade. Those are some oh, random wild thoughts. You got your great Cantobite video game. I want uh, that. Casino. What else do you want? I want that. I, I still I keep talking about this because uh, I have Racer's Revenge for on my PS4, which is the re-release of the old what, PS2 game, I believe, where Anakin's like a teen and he's back for revenge. <laughs> revenge of the pod racer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I'm you know not opposed to seeing that in real uh, Star Wars canon. I I tell I want. A, a, a pod racing game where oh, you yeah. manage a team and oh. you hire and fire a driver and, you know, Rats Tyrell's uh, family's in the way, Team Toe's drunk again, all those kind of things. Like, you manage it during a season. Yeah. Yeah, you play it because, you know, you know I love my franchise mode in sports games. So, yes, you get to go do the races or you can sim the races if you don't have time. But, you know, modify your pod. Uh, yeah. You know, buy, you got a sponsorship. So now you got some Republic credits to go buy a booster. Yeah. I team toe that. some goggles. I love that we were both leaning towards as much fun as uh, Fallen Order is or the mm. story mode of Battlefront 2 where you got into some deep canon and things that really affect yeah. Star Wars. It'd be fun to have some some whimsy and some racing. Yeah, whimsy and racing. That's what Star yeah. Wars needs. I don't think it's this because it's a small thing. But yeah, uh, since we're on the video game subject, what do you think is the possibility that there will be a um, Mandalorian uh, video game? Like, like not just Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, because the, mm. we're still keeping it relatively spoiler free. As many people have commented, much in that show is structured yeah. like video games. I think it's it, like, and there've been uh, we've long. You and I have talked about. Other fans have talked about a million times. Red Dead Redemption for Star Wars, and the Mando is I th- begging for it. Mando is begging for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it could work. I think it could work if if you have a home planet. And he gets those bounty pucks. Yeah. And you go out and maybe there's a bigger story at play, much like with Red Dead Redemption. Um, you can just do the story or, yep, you can go chase uh, outlaws into the wilderness uh, yeah. all, all to, to the end of your days if you want. Uh, I would be up for that. If it, I just, if it's a Mando inspired game, I definitely don't need it to be any too closely related to the show. Right. Maybe it's before. Maybe it's sometimes after. We don't know. Absolutely. It's realistic. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It seems like a big project, though. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, and I know that other game, the the visceral game that got shut down. There's rumors that parts of that's being folded into other games. Everything, I, you know, I'm I, I don't keep my my finger on the pulse of the gaming industry. So some of you might have better knowledge out there, but you know, I I, I definitely know that call that 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 it would be interesting if Star Wars do that because I only to me Fallen Order was a different game, it was more Uncharted, and I think a lot of people could agree on that. Um, it's hard it, and it's hard cause it's space. I guess mass effect, you look at mass effect, which I did play the Ooh, first mass effect. Yeah. If you're traveling to other planets, that's what you need with star Wars. Yeah. Open world, but 
planets to play. Open around. galaxy. Open galaxy. <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll keep you updated on Project Maverick should the truth be revealed anytime soon. There was some speculation in some of the articles that that could happen just because of this popping up, but we'll see. Uh, this is uh, this is a sweet story here. Star Wars in real life for a young fan and her new bionic arm. You probably saw this going around, especially some video of it. A 11-year-old Isabella Tadlock. She was born with uh, with a left hand uh, and had no has no fingers on her right hand. And a while ago, a fundraiser was created to help fund getting her a new bionic arm. Uh, she, uh, I believe, was adopted at a very young age. And uh, this uh, led to Mark Hamill getting wind of it. And he had retweeted this back in November, getting extra attention for the fundraiser. And uh, happy ending, she got a state-of-the-art uh, arm, a uh, uh, bionic arm from a company called Open Bionics. Picks up on the signals from her muscles. And so she she can, uh, you know, have uh, the simple things in life, playing ball with friends, she said, or picking up a cup. All those kind of things that we all, all would take for granted she gets. And her arm is painted like R2-D2. <laughs> so cool. This led to Mark Hamill uh, giving her a Skype call. And it was a great, you can catch that video. CNN has it. Mark uh, calling from his uh, living room, it apparently. <laughs> it uh, looks like a nice fireside yeah. chat with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. And, and Mark Hamill's so great and realizes the big power of Star Wars. In the article, there was a quote here. I just really love this, and I don't want to talk about uh, this whole situation with you, Joseph, here. But her mom said, uh, Bella, Isabella, Bella likes Luke Skywalker because he he lost a hand and was adopted like her. Mm-hmm. We talk about how there's power and hope in Star Wars, but also just, you know, hey, people can react to, to characters and their storylines in very different but personal levels, and that's always a great reminder and a good uh, thing to see in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's just so powerful and beautiful, and it is, the to me, the positive side of from a certain point of view and keeping that in mind of like, mm-hmm. man, Luke meant a lot to me because I was uh, scrawny and wanted to leave home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, and then here is uh, Isabella Tadlock having this very specific, mm-hmm. concrete, uh, different way of, of why she loves mm-hmm. him and different way in, and I think that's a great thing to celebrate that we all have different ways into loving the same thing yeah and it's and it's it's crazy to look now and well she's 11 and and when i you know remember seeing return the jet or no excuse me empire and you know you see luke's hand i was obsessed with that in a weird way yeah you know like not i say this carefully especially in light of isabel's story but like like i was like oh that'd be cool like well you know but ah that doesn't exist you know yeah and uh, i think there was a older like world war ii era veteran at my church who had like uh, lost an arm and had like kind of a a prosthetic but claw kind of situation i just remember so as a kid very distinctly seeing that guy and comparing it to luke and be like wow that'd be great if we could have what luke have and to see it essentially in play and only going to get better yeah i do get just (sighs) chills when you go back to uh, okay here's this list of exciting things mm. that are in star Wars and like here, yeah. this in, one that is incredibly important to someone's life is real. And just, just when you even read, when you say it responds to the muscles, yeah. you know, it is, it is great to see that fantasy be a reality that helps people star Wars in real life. So congratulations to Isabella Tadlock, uh, for, uh, getting, uh, you know, 
just the simple things in life, uh, getting to experience it, and, and, and also, gosh, love having you around the Star Wars world. Star Wars needs fans like her that experience it on a, on a personal level. Uh, final story of the day here. Uh, <laughs> Kira Knightley doesn't remember being in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, again, this article is kind of going around. And again, you know, I don't mean to turn something. We're having a good conversation so far today here. I don't want to get negative. But, like, I've, I've even seen this kind of spun into anti-prequel stuff or anti-Star Wars stuff. Oh, just, wow. Just in, in a subtle way, not not as big as other things. Uh, the Sabe actor was asked about how many of the big uh, 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 films. Um, Sabe, right? She's that. That's yeah. Okay. I had a trivia flashback where I said, I was like, wait, <laughs> or was she another one? No, Sabe. Uh, it was asked about uh, the big films in her career. This is an interview with Total Film and Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Benham, like Beckham, all, Beckham, all those things, and uh, came to The Phantom Menace, which she, of course, is in. And and I do love this. I'm not poking fun, but I also saw some people being like, what? Karen Knightley <laughs> was in Phantom Menace? That should just be a generational thing. Or if you're not paying attention to credits and studying it for trivia shows, I understand. But yeah, she was in it. And she says, look, I don't remember much of it. I don't remember much being in it uh, because I was 12 <laughs> and I was in the background for most of the film. So I'd kind of fall asleep in the yeah. background waiting for the shots. Uh, so that is uh, her reaction to uh, looking back. Um, what do you what do you think about that first? Just that, that kind of story of. Yeah. I, I love it. It's, it is both, uh, it is this, uh, I have a tortured relationship with it because it's the reality and we have to yeah. remember it's the reality of Kira Knightley, super famous. If you're all in Star Wars nerds like us, Sabe is fascinating character, big deal. But the reality is a 12 year old girl who's like, yeah, I fell asleep and I also had a headache because the <laughs> thing I wore on my head was really heavy. And I'm sorry, I don't remember anything else. I don't have a theory on Sabe. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't tell you, <laughs> uh, you know, why Rick McCallum yelled that time. Like, uh, I think there is, uh, yeah. you know, I was just at this Doctor Who convention uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the actors there are so good. Like, there's the 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 uh, fifth Doctor's uh, TARDIS team, a bunch of the companions mm. were together, and they were talking about, like, it's been 40 years. Right. And... It was a job. We loved it, you know, and it's, but it, and it's a weird part of our life that you still want to hear us talk about it 40 years later, but it was 40 years ago and mm. there are only so many stories, you know, yeah. uh, it, I, I, I'm just fascinated with that, that tension. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool that she answers so honestly. And for anybody trying to clickbait this, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, uh, got quotes about a pirates there, uh, Caribbean, mm. uh, Caribbean where he, where she is saying, yeah, that one that one went by in a blur too, and I can't honestly remember my own memories versus me looking right. back at things I said. Like, yep, I love seeing that honesty from somebody about like, yeah, this is how human memory works. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. We we remember specific things with great clarity, and other things we don't. We yeah. Yeah, right. I can remember uh, uh, Dick Schofield's batting average for the 87 Angels, but I can't remember uh, what I did last week. So that's the way it goes. Uh, here's here's a couple follow-ups to this here. I do want to uh, talk to you a little bit about the legacy of the Handmaidens now, the, the Padme's Handmaidens and, and just beyond Padme, just the Handmaidens in service to the Queens of Naboo uh, and the rulers of Naboo. What, what do you think now? How do we look at them now compared to even what we did in 99? Yeah, I think uh, from my perspective in 99, I think people didn't know quite what to make of them. I think that was a lot of our generation expecting to see uh, more stuff similar to the original trilogy. Right. And I think close ourselves off to how awesome some right. of the new ideas were. And I think in 
obviously for a lot of people who saw it, saw uh, Phantom Menace younger, they latched onto what an interesting idea. What does that mean? What's the whole backstory? And yeah. to see the handmaidens really getting explored in uh, these new uh, Padme books, yes. uh, Queen's Shadow and upcoming Queen's Peril. They're one of the coolest ideas in Phantom Menace. And yes. I think they're just, it's so great to see them explored and say, okay, if they were used as decoys and uh, bodyguards yep. and, you know, all of these different things. And it, what a fascinating story. So I, I think they're the, one of the great uh, examples of tip of the iceberg storytelling in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah, exactly. To this, like, hey, she's got these bodyguards uh you know, you know the name had maiden could maybe maybe intentionally kind of uh, lower your defenses against them yes. maybe you meant to underestimate them a little bit but in reality like you said they we didn't think much about them but then we started learning more more about them and to be able to go back play around with those stories ek johnson's books are uh a great uh we I haven't you know, queen's peril we don't have our hands on yet but queen's shadow so good i recommend it to anyone who wants to try but uh you know, the Emperor has his royal guards, uh, Praetorian guards for Snoke. I don't see them as any different. Yeah, it's, it's, they are my protectors, my yep. loyal bodyguards, right? Yep. That's what she literally says in the movie. And you're right. I think it, I think in in Phantom Menace, in the film itself, it is great that there is this, well, they're my handmaidens for all of my yep. regal yeah. attire and my day-to-day They keep my calendar mm-hmm. is a great way to play with people's perceptions. Of like, no, they're trained assassins yeah. and decoys and they protect me and by the know. way uh praetorian guards great you're awesome you, you're not changing snoke's robes every <laughs> two hours or maybe they are, maybe they are. but it doesn't maybe look it, I, changing his robes is yeah. just what pulling the golden string exactly. <laughs> <laughs> star wars pulling the golden yeah string, the so yeah and it's great because it's playing with people's perceptions that those uh skills are less valuable yeah but then in it's so well done in queen's shadow of like but they're all honestly not because it's It's, culture it's it's, communication it's i want to appear intimidating now i want to appear as though you can get something past me now and you can't i want to hide blasters everywhere and you know the cultural meaning has significance so yeah uh, they're extremely cool characters they are and and i'm glad we get to look at them in that way which is why you know i'm gonna we're gonna start this (laughs) we start this rumor this is a rumor we heard from who Eh, it doesn't matter uh what about this idea we got in in queen's shadow the character of sabe is is key and part of the story and part of the continuing story we don't get uh, more of it yet yeah Uh, and queen's peril takes place before so we'll see Kira Knightley as Sabe for Disney Plus, the handmaiden, the the Star Wars handmaiden's tale. Yeah, investigating as is uh, yeah. hinted at, investigating yeah. what happened to Padme. You know what I'm going to say right now? Mm-hmm. I have a bot on the back end of <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, the back end bot confirms. <laughs> the back end bot says yeah. Kira Knightley as Sabe. Uh, we are kind of joking about some of the uh, the wild rumors of Star Wars. Yeah, no joke. This would be amazing. Yeah, I would love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it was like, here's what, uh, is, uh Sabe is, you mm-hmm. know, still alive during, uh, the rebellion. Here's her path through the rebellion. Amazing. Cause you could cast, cause, uh, what's the actor that plays the background character that E.K. Johnston made her, her sort of partner slash oh, love interest? Uh, uh, Richard, Sophia Coppola? Uh, no, no, no. Rich, Richard Armitage. Oh, yes, yes. He's the Phantom Menace because he's a background, you know. That's right. That's right. Cast both of them. <laughs> uh, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Smith going around the galaxy yeah. so they don't turn on each other or anything. Trying to solve the mystery of Padme. I want this now. Yeah, come on. This Get is on a, a Disney Plus. True rumor. Everyone start this. 
Uh, final story of the day. Uh, actually, I should say uh, this was uh, happened today, was, uh, this morning, while we're preparing the show, uh, time of recording, and that is uh, screen legend uh, Max Van uh, Vancito, uh passes away at ninety. And a great long life and career. But, uh, Joseph, I think one of the most interesting things, you saw this a little bit with Alec Guinness in his 60s, but uh, Vancito uh, in his 80s gets introduced, late 80s, gets introduced to Star Wars fandoms, Game of Thrones fandoms, <laughs> uh, and kind of uh, brought some uh, new, fresh attention to a long career. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. He's one of those actors where I'm always like, oh, yeah, of course, from The Exorcist. And like, right. Oh, wait, but also from this and yep. from this and like, you know, the Alec Guinness comparison is interesting because it seems like Max von Sydow mm. has done for many, many, many years been like, yeah, no, I'm from the famous, you know, yeah. artistic film Seventh Seal. Uh, but also I was the voice of Vigo in Ghostbusters right. 2 <laughs> right. and like, I was in, right. you know, Flash Gordon and uh, yeah, Never Say Never Again. The uh, off-brand James Bond, Sean Connery film from 1983. Oh, oh yeah. The Blofeld. <laughs> the, the, we have the rights. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Directed by Irvin Kirshner. Right. Oh, God. Is there a doc on that one? <laughs> needs to be. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I love, uh, you know, the you saw a little bit with Christopher Lee. I mean, Dooku was a pretty big, meaty role, uh, a little bit more than Laura Santeca. Uh, and, I, yeah, at that point, his career, I wouldn't expect, uh, expect him to do more uh, like Christopher Lee. But it's it's fun to, like, see an older, venerable actor who yeah. the filmmakers are probably like, you know, it'd be cool. What if we could get? xyz so to have him show up as as laura santeca and and just add and that just one scene just some real weight to the character in the moment incredible weight yeah i mean want to celebrate him for everything he's done but this is our star wars podcast so i'll celebrate him for being laura santeca laura santeca is another great tip of the iceberg character where we've talked about we'd be great to see more about your church of the force and you're traveling around with luke and your personal uh you know religious beliefs about the jedi and like it, every word out of Laura Santeca's mouth is not only just sort of brilliantly performed by the gravitas yeah. of Max von Sydow, but like every one of his lines feels mm-hmm. quotable and interesting. I think a lot about something far worse has happened to you. Yeah. Well, look, it's, you can't he's, deny the truth of your family. Oh, uh, he's the first line of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. The very significant. This will begin yeah. to set things right. And to me, yeah. she's royalty. Yes. Yeah. And, and he does it all just uh, amazingly well. And uh, big scene, big moment. Uh, I definitely do love his work in Game of Thrones. It's a three eyed uh, raven, as they call him on the show. So uh, rest in peace. Well earned. Max von Sydow. Uh, what a. What a life. What a career. Yeah. And uh, we're glad uh, you're in Star Wars forever. So before we uh, head on out to uh, get to our main topic and take a break, we want to do our Force Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. That's right. And this week we are recommending Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. It is one of my absolute favorites. And having just got a chance to start reading that Rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. novelization, uh, it, reading something, the novelization that is obviously uh, spoilers mm. toward the end of Leia's uh, life. Mm. It'd be really fun to go back and, and listen to such an early adventure from her life in Leia Princess of Alderaan. It's so great. Written by one of the best, Claudia Gray. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, get ready to party. It's a force power party here on Force Center.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And we are back here on Force Center. Joseph, I've got my party streamers ready to take us into the Force Power Party. Excellent. I can't wait to see you uh, actually just use the Force to yes. uh, blow up those streamers. So uh, the Force is not a power you have, Luke Skywalker said. And we're going to say, or is it? Uh, we're going to talk about the ideas behind Force Powers, but also just like the fun fantasy of them. So I want to start there. When you were a kid, you saw Return of the Jedi first a lot of force to be had. Yeah. Uh, what did you uh, What did you think about force powers? What did you want to do? What did you play? 
I was all about the force choke. Uh, I have some unchecked <laughs> rage, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it boils over and the ability to hurt from afar. Not, not a power I should have. But that, I tell you, the Gamorrean guards, I was like, whoa. I definitely, definitely enjoyed the uh, Luke leaping high into the air. I don't necessarily yeah. think I associated it as a kid with force powers, but over the over time, you just thought like he's like Mary Lou Retton. Yes. he can he can right. do the gymnastics <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but definitely I wanted to use the power for bad. <laughs> yeah, that was your that was your instinct. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Well, and to be fair, we could dive into that because the first force choke you mention is the one that gets debated now whether it is a force choke. Right. But you, in your child mind, were like, uh, yeah, Darth Vader chokes people. And that's, that's clearly what the Gorian yeah. guard's hand goes to its throat. Right. 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 How are you feeling about that? And now, now that you are a Star Wars scholar, yeah, do you think Luke is force choking the Gamorrean guards? I do. Who thinks it's for like force angina? Like what's what's the <laughs> force uh, heartburn? Like what? what I uh, think it is. I think it's a what? force acid reflux. I know it's a moment. I hear that a lot. Uh, you know, I remember I was at Riley's Cantina a couple weeks ago. Like. Well, you know, you know, Luke went bad then. There's gray Jedi. I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, I also don't think he was a full on Jedi there. He might not have known right from wrong. Um, well, and, you, and you can debate. There's a difference between my subordinate in my government organization <laughs> yes. displeased me. So instead of docking his pay, I'm going to murder him from across space. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a difference between that and I am here to rescue my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guards will cut me in half with axes yeah. unless I uh, briefly distract them in some way. So we, it's yeah. not like we're seeing him pinch and pinch and pinch until and the veins guards come out, eyes, eyes pop eyes out of their go, heads. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a dubious yeah. distraction. And I think at the time it's just like, maybe it was intended as, as, Ooh, he's dancing with the dark side. Yeah, he's yeah. not sure yet whether or not that is. I mean, I think it's it's solidified in our modern thinking is that's a dark side power. I, I agree with you. And I, look, I get lost in that moment in that scene. But yeah, yeah, you know, so that way, if you're watching the movie for the first time and you go to that throne room, you're like, well, he did. He did choke the pigs. So, <laughs> you know, it, it works for me there. But yeah, uh, OK, you, you don't think that as a kid. You just think I want to do that. All right. So as a kid, though, you yeah. when you thought of the force choke, you thought of it as one of the many tools in a Jedi's uh, force belt? Or yeah. were you fascinated with the Vader choke of, if someone pisses me off, I can murder them? I knew it was bad from Darth. <laughs> but again, from Luke, like I said, a force utility belt, force power utility belt, which Hasbro should have sold, just a blank belt, just a <laughs> blank belt, nothing hanging off of it. Sixty dollars. Uh, yeah, I just you know, you didn't question the big deep themes of the choices. Yeah. You're just like, oh, he can do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, for me, it was it was the pull. It was so much the pull. The pull. The the force pull. The and I think mm-hmm. that was from Empire Strikes Back being mm-hmm. so foundational. And the uh, hanging upside down in the Wampa Cave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's obviously just like the convenience of it, the desire of it, uh, of mm. summoning something to you. Yeah. But in particular, that scene, I think, is so constructed where you can crawl into it as an adult. But what what's happening is intuitively clear to mm. a child of straining to reach something. Yep. Stopping taking that deep breath and reaching out. It just it, in such simple storytelling ways, it tells you. If you're at calm and at yeah. peace, what you need will come flying to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, you know, you know, and that as a kid too, when remotes started to come into play, uh, <laughs> that, that was a draw too. There's big deep themes to it, but come on, I just want yeah. to switch Inspector Gadget over, right? So you can't do that on television. Yeah, you just want to be able to <laughs> flick the dial with your hand, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, and I, I did. I, I've said it before. I spent a lot of time in the yard, hand outstretched, trying to. I would set a specific stick yeah. in front of me and hand outstretched. Come yeah. on, stick. Your your beautiful Ford in uh, in my book is is. Uh, is is the perfect just example of depth in star wars but seen through the eyes of a child and how it stays with you your entire life man still want to move that stick yeah interesting that you mentioned the uh sail barge escape flip because that was also i wanted to be able to fly through the air yeah uh i think i've mentioned this before on force center maybe it was somewhere else uh, when I was a kid, we, we would drive a lot. And then sometimes, uh, we'd go to church And one of the ways that I would, uh, solve boredom for myself mm-hmm. in both those is I would imagine, uh, Luke Skywalker running around doing flips either along the <laughs> telephone poles or in church, if I was in real church. bored, but just like, could Luke Skywalker jump there? Yeah, I could. No, just no, like, uh, physically imagine no violence, no fight, no battles, just like flipping, Luke, just flip, flipping, flipping, yep, just getting from point A to point B in a cool yeah. Jedi way. I don't know. I think it probably taps into a kid's desire, especially when they're stuck somewhere bored. Oh, yeah, yeah. To move, flip, to do, to get, be able yeah, to flip out, flip to flip, out flip out of there, yeah. flip out of that pew. Yeah. And, uh, go do some, make some <laughs> discoveries. Yeah. So I think that, that flip, yeah. the flip, the freedom of movement, all mm. that great, great stuff. Uh, now, as an adult, with all, all of the uh, the Star Wars lore in your head, all of the yeah. real-life morality, what do you want to do as an adult? <sighs> Understand how to use it the right way. Uh, going back to, um, you know, the, my childhood of, ooh, that dark power looks nice. I, I'll go to Sir Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones. There's a beast in every man, and it stirs when you put a, a sword in his hand. Yeah. If you were to like list the powers I want, would I still choose the bad path? It'd be tempting. It'd be tempting. It'd be tempting. Right? I think that's such the key word. Oof. Tempting. You know, I you know, force against the remotes. Force for TV remotes is one thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's when I think about it even now. And yes, as a, as a learned Star Wars fan, we can get to the deep themes. But even just if you were to the silly, what force power other than maybe getting up in the morning without pain uh, out of bed easily? Uh, there's something like that. But yeah, like the tendency would be to like go dark again, go dark again. I gotta okay. question myself. So like, uh, let's break this down a little bit. So yeah. you, you've mentioned remotes a couple times. So obviously, remotes allow us to mm-hmm. control the television from afar. Yeah, but. That's not convenient enough. So we all fantasize about being able to uh-huh. call the remotes to us when we've accidentally left them in the wrong part of the room. One of my things <laughs> that gets me most grumpy at home, and Grace will uh, attest to it and, and, and point it out as a bad behavior. If I sit down on the couch and I see the remotes, the like PS4, yeah. which turns on your PS4, the TV remote, and I see it still on the entertainment center, I do... Ah! She is a very organized person, so she'll put remotes back to where she believes they belong. Yes. And I'm like, the remotes belong on my couch right where I sit. Yeah. So I don't, well, don't just grab them before you sit. No, I sit. <laughs> and then I see the remotes on the TV. And, and that's you where huff it, and you uh, huff. No. I get it. We are, uh, I should do a universal remote. I know, but I don't like them. We're up to, with the PS4 controller uh, combined, oh, yeah. we're up to, Five 
effing remotes. I'm looking at them right now. And like, it's, I don't know, I I would say it's about 75% of my day moving (laughs) damn remotes. Like, okay, well, they they can't be here because I'm eating now, but oh, but now I want to stretch out my legs. Ah, yeah, yeah. So definitely just the dumb, lazy, I want to reach out and fly that remote to my hand. And that comes from a dark place, right? I don't know. Not being being prepared. Well, not being prepared. You know, all I have to do is remember to grab the remote before I sit. Laziness, not wanting to get back up. Anger. Yeah. Anger at something that you don't need to be angry at. Certainly that. Yes. But I don't think there's anything intrinsically bad about it because you can find examples of this in canon. So like in Attack the Clones, when Obi-Wan has the uh, little ball that uh, projects the galaxy in front of the younglings, the recordings of the galaxy... He's like a half a step away from picking it up and he, he grabs it with the force. And that was one of those times where like Obi-Wan uses the, the force yeah. on, on basically on a little TV remote. I mean, yeah. that, that little thing just projects the galaxy. He was trying to impress Liam. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, Liam, you know what? I could have fixed the shades <laughs> with the force. Uh, so, yeah, I know I, I get there's the laziness. There's that. Sure. But I think there is just I think that is some of the power of that that feeling of just is something I need out of reach yeah. that that reach out and it just flies to your hand is so powerful. Absolutely. Uh, there can be some darkness to it, but I also want to talk about your darkness. Yeah. Because I, 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 I think exactly. Well, it's quicker, easier, more seductive, right? right? That's the thing of like when you're in traffic and when you're angry or when somebody mm-hmm. is being a jerk to you when they don't have to be that, that desire to just tighten the fist and immediately get vengeance and not work through the situation. It's a beast that lives in all of us, isn't it? It is. And, and look, traffic, we were in LA, we, 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 we live it. Uh, when I leave here today, good chance there's probably traffic and anger at traffic is not being where you are now, not being present in your current location. It's, it's being worried about the future, right? It's being anxious or angry about not being where you need to be. Where instead, as Qui-Gon would probably tell you, the traffic is exactly where you are now <laughs> and where you should concentrate. It's a chance on. to meditate. Yeah, yeah. When you are stuck in a horrible traffic on the freeway, you can yeah. just be like Qui-Gon going down to one knee waiting for yes. the energy shields to open on Naboo. Yes. Or like all of us, Obi-Wan. But yeah, you know, and it's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There you are here. And when I succeed, I'm using the force in that way where I'm just bip, bap, bip bopping along to a radio song, not worried about it. Going to be home when I get home. <laughs> or <laughs> Yes. I think that that is a great breakdown of the day-to-day realities of uh, Star Wars philosophy. Yeah. In traffic. In traffic. Here's what I've uh, fantasized about, because I've certainly had the angry, frustrated, dark side fantasies. Yeah. I have now uh, fantasized about just being able to reach out and lift the car in front of me. So, like, not smash it, but just, yeah. like, especially, like, when you're on, like, when I went to the San Francisco Sketch Fest uh, mm. a couple months ago, kept being on the, the two-lane right. highway where two people decide to go very, very slow next to one another, mm-hmm. and then you have this huge backup. Right. And there's that part of me like, I'm not angry. You don't realize you're doing this. It's actually kind of a danger to other people behind me. What if I could just gently with the force lift your car up, my car and all the other cars going at speed right. would fly under you and then I would gently lower you down. It's not your fault. The the more I think about what you're, you, the example you're giving with Obi-Wan, I love that, you know, very rarely do we see them use force powers 
in, in real world situations for themselves. Yeah. Anakin trying to impress Padme with the fruit. And claims that Obi-Wan would be grumpy about that. Right. Like, which I, I want to see that scene where Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, yeah, Anakin, we eat with our forks. Yeah. Don't float it. <laughs> Don't, float. Don't float the force, the food to your mouth. That is hubris. Hubris, <laughs> I say, to float fruit. <laughs> no float fruiting. Hubris. Yeah. Yeah. So I think of that. Uh, I think of the push a lot, too. When I when I, like I really think of it practically, when I think of, oh, wow, if I had that power, could I make a difference? How would I actually use it? Right. The The actual philosophy of the Jedi to be like, Look, I don't want to hurt you. I just don't want you to hurt me. So if you're running at me to attack me, eh, I just say, why don't you go about 20 feet away from me right now? I think that's a good thought because the force pull, you bring them close to the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And the, the push is just, <laughs> yeah, push uh, don't, right. no, hey, no. Giving you a chance to make a better choice. Exactly. I'm going to give you, I'm going to knock you down. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're uh, on a ledge in fallen order, then the force push. The, yeah, the force push does especially that. rewarding. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely uh, yeah. got some some problems. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think of force push because it is about self defense. Yeah, I like that. that one is attractive to me. It is a push is attractive to me? Ironically, as an adult, uh, <laughs> we are told that the force guides your actions, but it also obeys your commands. Uh, we are told that, of course, by Obi Wan Kenobi in the very first film. What does that mean to you? What is that distinction between those two? I think there's a, a symbiotic relationship between it where it's just this idea of the force is like, hey, you want to you wanna head down this path. And, I, and I'm not an expert on this here. You want to head down this path and you're kind of like, I agree to those terms. We're going to head down this path. And here's how I can use the force, connect with the force and feel the force. And again, this idea of the force providing you a choice as well. Yeah. Um something i would i understand a lot more or or can have more understanding when discussing it uh, than i would have as a kid right yeah. you just forced me it's a it's for the it's for the good good team and the bad team uses their own you know like you just, you see you see it as in choking pig guards you know yeah uh but yeah i like this idea that that if it, it's there for you if you want it on that path yeah but it's like hey let's go here you pick up the ball yeah you know i don't know yeah, I'm trying to think of a real real world example, but yeah, that's very interesting to me. I, I I think the the sort of the functional lesson that Obi Wan is trying to give Luke is that you can totally be of rational mind and say, "Oh, my lightsaber's over there. I need it to fly to my hand," and yeah. I I am I feel that object in the Force. Right. I feel the 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 air between us is alive because we're all part of the Force, and I can just say, "Come to my hand, come to my hand." But you, but it also can work on a more intuitive level. Where you're not necessarily making that request. You're just saying, you're reaching into the universe and saying, right. what do I need? Yeah. And it flies to you, whatever it is Ooh, you okay. need. And yeah, I think yeah. like um, different writers have described it in different ways. Like uh, Thrawn is describing uh, Anakin's ability to, or Vader's at that point. Yeah. Both, both Anakin and Vader. Sure. Yeah. Their ability to block blaster fire uh, in that Phantom Menace description of the Force's precognition. Right. Where you're seeing what's happening. Seen. And he is seeing like, yep, Perry, Perry here, left, right, left. Kind of ahead of time. Right. Which I think that's that's a great way to see it. But I love it as just this intuitive way where like in A New Hope, Luke thought uh, proton torpedoes in the shaft. Yes. And it wasn't like he used his, his Force to extra aim. It's just sort of like absolutely opening mm-hmm. yourself to whatever needs to happen yes. next. And to me that, that 
You yeah. Know, you, it, it obeys your commands. Great. Uh, but it can guide your actions is to me just totally about intuition. It is totally about yeah. getting past rigidity and, um, you know, uh, uh, what you think, you know, mm-hmm. into what is possible. I like that. Is it along? Do you think along the lines of like, hey, you know how to do this? Just yes. trust what you're doing. On a deep instinctive yeah. level, you know how to, how to do this, right? And if you let go of all of this sort of rigidity of, I can't, or that's not how it works, or tell me how it works, or mm-hmm. let me explain mm-hmm. it to myself logically before I can do it. I need to, you know, uh, map out the actual physical arc of that object to me in order to believe it can happen. Of just letting go of all that. I think it's why there's so much language about. Yeah, letting letting go. go. And it's about getting to this level of intuition that it makes us feel more like luminous beings. That makes us feel like we are more connected to to other people, ideas, and that we were capable of so much more than we uh, are because sometimes we stop ourselves by saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. You, this is going to sound like, like a bad, not joke, but a bad, just a bad example that's undercutting your depth here. I don't think it is. Golf swings. If you've ever done a golf swing, it is 12 parts that need to flow smoothly. And the the club, the elbows, the back, the hips, the pelvis, the turd, all to just trust. And they say the club should do the work, right? And at any time I've had a successful golf swing, none of that is in my head. I just do what I know I can do. You you just feel it, right? You feel it. But other times I'm like, oh, get that club above my, oh, turn my back. But what angle is the wind blowing at? Yeah. Boom, and then uh, don't make sure my wrist and it, it, and I shank it five yards to the right. So apply that in a real world for someone like me who needs just this real world thing into into life, into the force saying, I got you. You know how to do that. Turn off your targeting computer. You know, and look, we might not recommend that in real life if you need a targeting computer, <laughs> but just like you know everything you need to know. Yeah. I'll take you there if you let me go. Yeah. Let, let me take you there. Yeah. Yeah, and it is not to to uh, totally disavow the analytical side no, no, no. Uh, of our brains, right? No, because you need to know, right. you need to learn all the basics. Right, and scientists but, can't be like, I feel the moon is there. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just fire some rockets. There it is. I, I get that, but I think in this, that that's the romance and the fantasy of Star Wars. Yes. And like your golf thing, I've mentioned before, like uh, trying to learn drumming. My dad tried to teach me drumming uh-huh. when I was a, a teen, and he did successfully, but it was the first time where a lot of the Star Wars stuff made sense to me on a... On a personal level, mm. a, it was like, I want to become a drummer like my father before. Me. <laughs> but it was like, he taught me the counts. Yeah. Because the snare beats are on the two and the four. And if you write it out, then you can actually visualize, well, here for this kind of bass beat, here's where, here's which beat the bass drum is on in right. contrast to that. And, but then, and that were great for straightforward things. But then mm. when I started to play, play along with things that had more attitude and just little offbeats Ooh, yeah. or, you know, it's not, you can't, you you can annotate this, but it's it's more about like what exact it sounds like that because they're hitting the hi hat at an angle or mm. because that beat has a little bit more intention behind it. Like right, right. Things that are more intuitive and you have to feel to go from counting the numbers of music to what do I want to feel right. when I hit the symbol? Yeah. Is, suddenly there's intuition and humanity in it. I look, and you know, I don't think we even necessarily need to leave the New Hope moment because it's the first time we're introduced to it as an entire generation, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I know you might have watched them out of order as I did as a kid, but that's the first in-store example of what it means. And I think that probably was misinterpreted along the way for years. You know, it potentially could be just 
use the force. The force will do it. Yeah. The force will carry those protons. And it's part of it, but it's not. And I think that, I think that moment could be studied. I'm sure Lor Santeca leads the church <laughs> of the force into this. Here, let me tell you this moment. Uh, and it goes to the drumming, to the golf swings, whatever it is. And just who you are as a person, you know how to do this. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it works on the light and the dark because I think the, yeah. in the, the light is uh, calm leads you to that level of intuition. Right. And in the dark side, it's rage. Yes. You're not thinking. You're just doing, doing what you want 100%. to have happen. And I, I, it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I do love the battle in Force Awakens where Ray kind of seems to reflect on what Maz said about, yes, you know, close your eyes, let go. And it's not, again, it's not like I think the force is swinging Ray's arms for her. Right. It's that she knows how to fight, mm-hmm. but she thinks I can't fight this monster. I've never held a lightsaber before. I can't, I can't, I can't. She closes her eyes and she believes yeah. in herself and she, she finds this intuitive connection to the force. And the force is there for her. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, yeah. yeah. Powerful, interesting stuff. Uh, let's dive into some specific powers. So I kind of try to break them down by category. Yeah. There are so many different force powers and different nuances of force power. And I know even more out there in various expanded, uh, you know, universe fiction, all legend stuff and all that. But we're going to go into some of the big ones. So manipulating other objects. We've already talked about this. Uh, the, the pushing and the pulling, the lifting the remotes, the rocks, the floating C-3PO all that stuff. Do you have favorite moments of that in Star Wars storytelling? The manipulating other objects. I think. I think. Um, I think uh, both lightsaber pulls from Luke and Empire Ray, Force Awakens are great. Uh, but I tell you, as a kid, I was obsessed with uh, Luke lifting three PO. Yeah, I didn't understand it as a kid. Like I'm talking seven. Yeah, in theater, seen it. I thought Luke was. Like torturing three PO, like you know what I mean. Like, like, was he doing that? His three PO, like, what's he doing? He's our friend. <laughs> Did you think he was gonna like uh, dump three PO out of the yeah, chair? I don't know what. <laughs> he just dip it over and I was face plant him. Obsessed with it. I just like couldn't understand why. It wasn't until later. Like, oh, I see what he's doing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that, I, I, I love that on that level. And then you know, as an adult, you. The, it's the utter pacifist way out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and to see Luke, um, how he uses it to, 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 to get the help they need, not to get their way, like they're dominating the Ewoks, but just kind of like moving the situation, influencing the situation. We, we, we need these little bears help. Yeah. It's not happening. Even Leia in the dress they just handed her, yeah. are, are, these are my friends. They don't, we're going to eat them. So. Yeah, uh, he could easily force choke all, all the Ewoks. Exactly, he could. He could Grimorian Garden. <laughs> uh, he could probably uh, untie the ropes, but he needs to. It needs to come naturally. It needs to be one with the situation. Yeah, where dark side. Yeah, yeah. So that, that Ewoks would explode. <laughs> other favorite uh, manipulations of other objects: the pushing and the pulling, the lifting, the throwing. Um, I gotta say. Um, I do like uh, Last Jedi, Ray. I, I love the moving rocks. I love the big yeah. Ronax. Yeah. Because it does take it back to... Because going back to where she initially, you know, talks about it. Yeah. With Luke and him correcting her. But also it is kind of the same. But, it, but that connects a little bit to us as young fans. 
Yeah. So here I am, old Ken, watching this movie going, yeah, it's, it's what I thought it was, and in a way it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes lifting rocks truly matters because it's yeah. saving all of your friends' lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah, I love that uh, that different point of view that Ray has on it of like, oh, I get it. It's not a, just a superpower. It's mm. much larger than any one, one being, and it's something I can tap into. It's not mine. I don't own it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that <laughs> lifting rocks doesn't sometimes really, really, really matter. Yeah. yeah, that's that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Luke with 3PO. The other one on the dark side for me is Vader throwing the machinery at Luke in, in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, Great example. Yeah. And just that we hadn't seen quite that level of mastery of the force. You know, if you're watching them in order and you're thinking that like, how can Luke possibly face Vader? And he's, he's getting his ass kicked, but he's, he's doing pretty well. He knocked him over. He blast him in the face with the cut steam pipe, all that. And then the machinery, especially that shot of Vader, just lowering his blade. Cause just like, yeah, uh, I, I know he's, he's strong, but he's young. He's utterly outclassed of there's none of the directional, hand gestures it's just every piece of machinery near me vital or not yep (laughs) yeah who knows maybe vader is uh taking (laughs) non-vital systems because he is good at mechanics we're gonna need this facility just throwing them i remember as a kid thinking like how can luke ever overcome this Mm -hmm. and to the point where it was probably one of my first not nerd rage but uh pushing my glasses up uh, in return of the jedi i'd waited for three years he's like how's luke gonna stop it yeah is he going to throw other things back? Oh, yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. just beat him in a lightsaber fight. Cause what happens when Vader starts throwing stuff? At yeah, him? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Um, I, even as a kid, I was, you mentioned him lowering the blade. It just, as a kid, you sense how just effortless this is for Vader. Yeah. And just, and, and Luke Hamill plays it so well. It's so simple, but just the kind of the swing and missing, but still getting a hit. Yeah. Like I get it. it. Yeah. And there's like a like, gift making fun of that. A yeah. Jedi reflex is like, that's not yeah. the point. The point is he's beaten. Yeah. And his yeah. Jedi reflexes are not fast enough right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so uh, I love all that. How do you, how do you uh, think of the manipulating of other objects on a philosophical level? What does it mean to you in, in terms of thinking about star Wars and the force? Uh, it's again an, an option of how how you want to use it uh, is, is comes into play. Great example with with the, the Ewok three PO. Uh, I I think I'm going to come back a lot to you have this uh, immense power in your hands. What can you do it? Qui Gon Jinn manipulating the chance cube. Yeah, he's not wrong. You know? <laughs> like, but is he given his? It, it, what what what's the force doing there? How's he using the force? I think it's a great philosophical question, and and the end result. And the result, you can't argue, though, you know, Shmi might. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I love what it could potentially mean and how you could potentially misuse it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the the morality of it. I think about Yoda's speech to Luke about why he can lift the X-Wing. That yeah. The force is all around us between you, me, the tree, the rock, even the land and the ship. Um, mm. And as a kid, I don't think it quite, I quite got into it. But I think as I got uh, older... And, you know, got more nerdy. But well, how does the force work? I, I do really like this idea that, well, it's it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal to just move that little part of the all of everything over to this little part of the all right. of everything. And that idea that that's what the force is, is like everything exists within the force. Even uh, Jason Fry has a great uh, mm-hmm. description of it in that Weapon of a Jedi, mm-hmm. young reader, uh, Luke Skywalker book, mm-hmm. uh, where... Luke is trying to learn more and he can describe like, 
I can feel the space around an object, an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of close my hand around that space. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. that, now I'm moving that thing. Mm-hmm. And like that, I, it's just a really powerful and beautiful idea to me of not just we're all connected as in, we should help each other out, but just like literally like the space around the candle is as real mm-hmm. as my body. And yeah. then through the force, I can touch it all and connect it all. And yeah, I think that's just a, a really, it, it, for me, I have fun trying to put myself like, into the the feelings of the force using characters, right? Of what is, what would that well, be like? And there's so many passages in books where like they reach out and they feel everything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, does that mean? What does it feel like? I, I did. I loved how Zahn described Vader seeing things. You know, yeah. before they happen, which is similar to what we know we, we would do in the pod race. So it, it, it tracks. You know, yeah. it works. Of just like, yeah, yeah. He Vader's got to. Because he actually types it out, you know, he, he writes it out, just like, move to the left, move to the left, like like you were saying earlier. And, I, and that's one of the first times I was like, oh, like, that must be what it's like yeah. inside those heads. To live inside that all the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so a dark side specific uh, version of manipulation, uh, the force freeze in The Force Awakens. We see Kylo uh, freezing the bolt in the air and uh, much more violently freezing Rey uh, in, in a specific uh, position. Uh, is this a Kylo specialty? Do you think the force freeze is a dark side power? What do you think about that one? I, so this gets into kind of the bigger, you know, conversations around force powers, uh, the video game, Izine of the force powers, which isn't inherently bad. I, I love, love getting new force powers as it pertains to Kylo. I love that. Love that. We see it. Love that it's new for the sequel trilogy. And I like the idea that Kylo or maybe whoever, next comes along or, or whoever gets access to the stuff it isn't necessarily that you're pulling looking through a book uh that you know ray has books yeah. you know i'm sure some stuff's in there but that like couldn't kylo been like you know what would be cool what if i stopped a laser bolt i yeah. bet that would work for me yeah, how like, do i do that yeah that idea of actually being inventive yeah i love that idea that it, it could be individualized i don't like the idea of of he has to learn it from someone who'd learn it from someone and was in a book. Well, who who, who did it initially? Yeah. And you go back to 4,000 years. Is that the Star Wars movie we're going to get? The dawn of the laser bolt stop? Yeah. I like the idea from my head canon that, that each Jedi, maybe more on the Sith side or dark side, can come up with more of these powers. Yeah. You know. It makes sense to me from a real world perspective, especially with how much storytelling we have about the Jedi becoming rigid. Yeah. And you can imagine the Sith doing that too of like, yes, here, here's the things that we pass on to our students and then having a student come along going like, but if we can feel everything and manipulate everything, why can't we just freeze something Mm -hmm. instead of pushing or pulling it and just being inventive in the moment? Right. That's really cool to me. And and it's fun as storytellers, uh, you know, you see them constantly in each movie getting to to play around with it, which they, you know, I think Empire and, and Return of the Jedi start building on what we learned in New Hope. So oh, yeah. it's part of it. And I, and I like that idea. I, I, I just see it as that. And maybe, you know, if he was to start the Kylo Ren School of Darkness, maybe he would have taught that. Yeah, he'd be all about the Force Freeze. And it certainly feels like whatever he's doing to Rey is particularly unpleasant, the way her arm swings back. And, and good, yeah. You know, yeah, you can you can feel it. But yeah. I, I would love to see some storytelling with uh, the Jedi version of Force Freeze, because that even seems more like the, I don't want to have a conflict, yeah. and you're coming at me with an axe, so why don't you just stop moving? You can see how if you do that, mm-hmm. th- if you're just walking around and you want to torture someone, of course yeah. it's a dark side power. Yes. But from a Jedi perspective of, the option is this, or me cutting your arm off, yeah. how about if you just stay there for a second? Yeah. I would love to see Jedi playing around with 
force freeze. Uh, yeah, and 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 yeah, how to use it less shaky. Yeah, less less <laughs> shaky. I'm not gonna bend your arm. Violent, I'm just yeah. gonna keep you. Yeah. Just nice, pleasant little uh, force statue, force maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, along with the physical manipulation, I also it's it's kind of hard to spot, but I love that Ray redirects the blaster fire in her fight with the uh, the guards on Exegol. Exegol, yeah. Because she's re- deflecting some of them with her saber. But mm. She seems like, like catch another one in the air, kind of briefly freeze it and throw right. it back. Right. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to move on to enhancing your physical abilities. So this is force kind of working would, on yourself. Would love that. Forcing yourself. Yeah. Uh, you got the force jump. That's a classic. Uh, the force speed. Very uh, controversial. We see Luke jump fast in Empire, and then we see the uh, much uh, talked about uh, sudden running of Obi Wan and Qui Gon, yeah. uh, deflecting blaster bolts. I would uh, I would add in there of enhancing your your speed and your accuracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe seeing things before they happen. The precognition that we've talked about that allows uh, uh, Force users to be great uh, pilots, racers, etc. Do you have favorite examples of using the Force to enhance your own individual bodily abilities? So this is. This is interesting. I don't necessarily know if I have favorites because this is always one of the areas I have struggled with the force. Yeah. So I am one of the ones who saw Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon run and was like, what? <laughs> now, mind you, in Return of the Jedi, we clearly see Luke jumping, uh, even on, um, uh, on on the throne room. He does that backflip and everything. To yeah. me, that's, that's force, definitely force uh, empowered. So it's not that I hadn't seen it. I just didn't grow up focusing on it yeah so here 22 this quite gone and then when when, when obi-wan doesn't use it again with, with maul i still look at it and be like well that would have been a good time <laughs> so clone wars cartoon series comes along and there are many examples very clearly big leaps big falls yeah. and everything and, and you know again we see it even in, in the fight with uh, maul uh, darth maul and, and phantom menace where, he does a big leap big right? leap and everything like that so i have I don't know why. It's one of those things where I just don't know why I'm against it. It might be, I'm not, I'm not against it now. Let me get to the end of the story. But, <laughs> but back then, it, it, it was a little too superhero y, a little too, yeah. I like to know you can be defeated and have that risk. Um, and obviously, clearly, they still can, just as Qui Gon. So uh, I've, I've, I've had to come to terms with it over the years. So it's the whole, it's not just, Ooh, the, why did they only do that fast run the once it's more the whole idea of enhancing your physical abilities in a superhero power like list. Yeah. And, and again, it's changed and we're, and you know, again, maybe there's some good philosophical reasons why you don't use it all the time. And I can get behind that now yeah. and have fun discussing it because those, those, that's what's there. But yeah, I, I was one of the ones, man, if I had had a YouTube channel 99, I would have been, let me say how <laughs> plot pointy this is. And, and, uh, I've had to just kind of go, all right, that's what the force can do. Yeah. When, when it's there for you. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't have a great, like I said, yeah. I just know a lot of examples of, well, that was a far fall. Yeah. <laughs> Their knees are still intact. And I think yeah. they, yeah, they use the, uh, either they have incredibly powerful knees yeah. or I think they use the, you know, the force to yeah. make the landing a little bit Clearly, more gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Force cushion. Force cushion. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I saw, I mean, Luke has the, a little bit of the springboard of the uh, plank he's walking off mm-hmm. the skiff, but yeah, there's so many other flips. Like, yeah, yeah. Han Solo is not doing that flip that Luke does right. in the uh, throne room in, in Return of the Jedi. So I think I always saw it that way. So I always liked the leaps. And there is that fast leap in, in Empire Strikes Back that looks like a similar effect uh-huh. to when uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan does it. So I think I always really liked that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it, it always, I, the way my head canon for some of these force abilities are, is that the idea that, well, the force has no limit, but we do right is mortal physical beings. We can only, our exhaustion affects our physical exhaustion affects our ability to channel the force through ourselves. 100%. Certainly our ability to concentrate because even after Yoda's like, Hey, the ship's no different in your mind. Like, Hey, Yoda's concentrating. You get yeah. the sense that if he like flicked one of his ears, he would have dropped that extra. Yeah. Like there are limits. Yeah. You know, well go, go to, go to the Phantom Menace. It'll be one moment. It's like earlier they're in a battle with droids. They're got their wits about them. Let's get out of here. We know how to use the power. He's, 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 his master's in trouble. He's afraid of all. Whatever the situation, your mind's not as clear. So that makes sense yeah. why you wouldn't use a force run there. I said the answers are there. If you, you want them. To yeah. Them. Yeah. Or just exhausted or yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think one of my favorites of these, we're talking about a lot of the great ones in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi where we see Luke do them. The Rey and Kylo leaps in The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. The way they're executed, the way we kind of get to see them almost from... Uh, Finn's perspective. Uh-huh. I love the one where Ray leads with her saber. Yeah. And it just like this, it, it feels like some of the ones in Return of the Jedi can, and even in the prequels can look like, oh yeah, they, they enhanced. Yeah. You know, they, they jumped, but then they used the force to basically move themselves a little farther. And this really looks like I am flying. I love that. And yeah. that Finn's way over the wave mm-hmm. from, or uh, Kylo's. Kylo, yeah. That's and seeing it from yeah. Finn's perspective of like, oh yeah. yeah. They are love uh, on a different level. They're doing a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> love that one. Again, very superhero-like. I just, over over time, I just have come to understand it more. But yeah, I just love that. Love that sequence. Now that you've accepted it a little bit more, are there any other physical enhancements that you would like to see in, in future Star Wars storytelling where people could... A real, real intentional force strength. Yeah. Uh, we've just seen uh, the Clone Wars uh, wrecker. Uh, for those still in the UK, not watching, we won't go too uh, far into it. A couple more weeks, we can start talking about all of it. Um, but yeah, I, I do uh, like the idea of, of could Luke have gone under uh, an AT-AT and, and held up the foot with the Force? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. good with that. Give me yeah. some Force strength. Yeah. I would like to see, this is, I would kind of like to see, and I'm a little frightened of, yeah. uh, the Force punch. Ooh, yeah. Right, because I like the, it's described sometimes in novels of like, the the literal swing being enhanced of the yes. lightsaber being enhanced by the force right, to right, bring right. it down harder you know uh that would be cool to see a, a jedi who's like you know got some like strange metal glove and like yep. i'm into the force punch where my, my punch is enhanced yeah like by a, the strength he, of the force itself like a he-man character you know, <laughs> fisto or whatever it was. yeah fisto yes uh before kit fisto there yeah. was just plain old fisto, fisto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. very disturbing times kids yeah. Uh, moving on from physical abilities to mental abilities. So yeah. on the light side, we got, of course, the Jedi mind trick. We have a light force communication like Luke calling to Leia, for example. Uh, we have visions of the past and the future that just seem to come naturally unbidden when you're meditating of things that may or may not be. Or as Yoda says, uh, old friends long gone, all that kind of thing. How do, how do you think of the mental powers? How do you think of them different than the, the physical powers? I mean, Jedi Mind Trick is another one that I, I probably really wanted as a kid. <laughs> um, but again, like, how do you how do you use it? And what's the difference between uh, a Jedi Mind Trick and just, a, you know, full-on mind invasion? Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like you're, you're, you're rooting around there doing something of the Mind Trick, <laughs> you know? And also, you know, the fact that it's... 
doesn't work on everyone. It's yes. Only on the, the weak minded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of like, just th- there, there are these physical abilities of yeah. I can jump higher. I can mm. call a thing to my hand. Right. We're introduced to the Jedi mind trick in the very first movie. Right. It, mm-hmm. So it takes it from this purely, I can affect the physical world to, I can reach into somebody's mind. Yeah. Do you ever think about what that means about the force? Uh, again, goes back to this. It's all powerful, but also, yeah, what it can do and how it, you know, the weak minded, um, when you're not in tune, I just kind of take that as in tune to the force, what, what the force can do an example of its power, but also in the right hands, it can help. I don't want to say to help the force's goals, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's still to me a tool that needs to be used with great strength as with all the or great uh, um, moderation, okay, and great care. But yeah, uh, what does it say about the force? That the force, <laughs> the force wins in the end. It's like the house, <laughs> the house wins. In the, the house end. always wins the yeah. end. Maxi big the force. Maxi big the force. Yeah, I think for me it's it's. Uh, it goes back to Yoda's uh, luminous beans. Yeah. And that idea of like, yep, we can, the force will obey your commands and through it, you can manipulate the uh, physical world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the physical world isn't all there is that in order for you to, I don't think when Obi-Wan waves his hands, he's like, and I'll fire this neuron and that. It's, It's more than physical. It's luminous. It's our souls exist within the force. Our minds, our consciousness, are beyond just just our bodies in this fantasy world, which would be to me why you could reach in and take someone's memories or reach in and plant an idea in somebody's mind because we exist on multiple planes. I would, yeah, I would love to f- hear that description, much like you described the actual, you know, energy around, you know, moving a lightsaber. You know what? What it would be like to be inside, rooting around there? Yeah, I'd love to, if maybe there is, and I missed the description in a book, a comic, or you know, somewhere canon. I'd want the answer. So keep your legends to yourself. Now, um, <laughs> you know, of just like yeah, what is when Obi Wan simply says, you know, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Like, what does it feel to be in there? Yeah, what's he? What's he connecting? What's he moving? What's he manipulating? Yeah, like there's these you know great passages in books about people just kind of sensing. The energy in the mood, like read the room. Jedi can literally read yeah. the room. Um, and uh, we were talking off air about the first uh, normal episode of Clone Wars, uh, Ambush, where right. Yoda tells the clones he's with of like, you're all individuals within the force. I can see you and you're different. Right. And to me, I don't know if it's like a thing you can visualize, but almost just see, feeling like an aura. Yeah. And just being like, well, what if uh, you're, what if your aura felt? this suddenly the Mm -hmm. jedi mind trick of just like i can see this individual like their Mm -hmm. energy their Mm -hmm. soul and almost just like kind of making this subliminal suggestion yeah to that essence push a little gentle yeah push a little mind push yeah Mm. yeah that's really interesting to me and then obviously on the dark side which you know we'll talk about the uh it's very different to uh reach in there and uh be aggressive Mm. Uh, you talked a little bit about the morality of the mind trick, and I've heard yeah. uh, a lot of people talk about this. Uh, I'll throw this out there, and then I, I want to hear what you think. Uh, I can totally see how people would go, a Jedi mind trick. Hmm. Not moral at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, uh, yeah, to, to 
uh, implant an idea in somebody's head. Yeah. But for me, it's it. I think there's something about that. If the the mind invasion is going in and taking something, yeah. And this is just putting a thought into people's minds. So it's a, it's less aggressive, yeah. And B, it is. It, this is to me like the crux of Jedi philosophy, where like actions have to be taken because we believe in that, but we'd really prefer they're nonviolent. And if the other option is cut you in half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would much rather just wave my hand and go, you know what? It's fine that I'm here. Yeah. You know, and to me that that's what it ultimately comes down to of like, yeah. it is a de-escalation. Yeah. Ray on the steadfast is a you know, yeah. great example of they could have just blown past the, the stormtroopers. Uh, one of them, the potential star Wars director. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I like it from that point of view again, I, I, but I like maybe the force. We always talk about destiny is getting to this point of choice that's part of being a Jedi is you have this, again, this great power, great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. But just like, yeah, how are you going to use it? Yeah. And, and, and how you can grab onto it. And that's when you start, when you start taking it the wrong way, that's when, uh, all the problems start to flow for you. Yeah. In your career, Mm -hmm. your, your previous life is a mall, uh, security professional. Yeah. A security professional in general. Would you ever have wanted to have this? If, if somebody was, You know, a a problem in the mall. They were threatening other people. Yeah. You had an, it was your literal job. You had an imperative to protect other people. Mm -hmm. That person needed to stop what they were doing. Yeah. Would you rather have been able to go, you want to go walk outside for a moment? Rather than have to physically engage them. Well, yeah. And and, and that's the the, the skills of de-escalation are... That's kind of what it is in in, in, in the sense of... It's a non-Jedi mind trick. It's a non-Jedi mind trick of just like... Every situation is different, of course, but like, yeah, there's a lot of times walk up someone uh, about the fight and someone about the cause problems. And it's like how you approach it, you know, focus determines reality, all these good things. But like me walking up going, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm the director of public safety. And it's Ken. Why don't you and I go talk? Yeah. Not publicly embarrassing them, not shaming them in front yeah. of people in an already inflamed situation. Yeah, sometimes you have to run it in and say, get the F out and grab them by the neck. But giving them the choice of like, hey, let's go handle this in a different way and let me put this thought of peace in your mind. It really does kind of work the same way, but I wish I had it. It would be a little yeah. easier. Yeah. The hand. yeah. So I get it. I get yeah. I get the the morality critique of yeah. the heroes uh, yeah. putting thoughts in people's minds, you know, against their, not against their will necessarily, but without their consent knowledge, without their consent. Yeah. I get yep. it. Yep. I it's, get it. But I like thinking of it from the point of de-escalation. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the uh, mental abilities that it's uh, are not moral. <laughs> yeah. The dark side ones. Uh, the mind of invasion. And this was a fun one to add. Secret bond. So yeah. I was trying to think of how to describe this. And I discovered in that Insight uh, book, The Secrets of the Jedi. Okay. Insight is the, the publisher. Mm-hmm. That they have, you know, the page of the light side powers and the page of the dark side powers. I think it was put in there to kind of set up some of what was going on in Rise right. of Skywalker. Because they were differentiating the idea of Luke and Leia communicating versus right. somebody uh, creating a bond between two people or maybe whispering in your ear for mm. ill intent without you quite realizing that your mind had been invaded. Yeah. And that is we're learning in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book is what Palpatine seems to have been doing to yeah. young Ben from a young age. Yeah. So that, I thought that was a really uh, interesting to kind of label that as a, is two different mental abilities. One is like a willing yeah, call yeah. between loved ones versus yeah. I'm basically eavesdropping on your mind and whispering 
horrible things to you to manipulate you. I've been every voice you've ever heard. Look, it's yeah, it's it raises, but it's like I think again, it's how you use this stuff because on a quick glance, you're describing Jedi mind tricks to me, you know, yeah, like, right? you know, on the quick glance. But obviously, no, again, it's how you use it. What do you do with these powers with the sword in your hand? So it's really fascinating. And I love, I think the, the Leia Luke one in empire is a very underrated example of force connection. It's you know? powerful, right? And, and, and taken so on face value and so part of just our normal pop culture kind of intake of star Wars over the years, 40 years now that it's, it's, I love seeing it kind of used as an example of, no, 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 no. Force Connection's been around. Yeah. Not in the way that Ray and Kylo had it. Not in the, you know, it, but it's there. It's, it's there. there. He calls out to her and it's she just, answers. The yeah. force is on, the force is on so many different planes, you know, it's so many, you know, so it's almost yeah. as if they're connected in that way. So I, I love that one a lot. Yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, it's played within the Clone Wars, but the Force Awakens really introduces us to, to Kylo's total mind invasion yeah. of Rey. And then of course her being able to turn the tables. What did you think of that when the Force Awakens came out of like, uh, did you see it as like, Ooh, this is a evil dark side extension of the Jedi mind trick. I think especially cause it's on the heels of him using it on Poe and just, you see the pain and so yeah. you just immediately associate pain where, or, you know, uh, Maybe it's a small stroke, but Jedi mind tricks don't <laughs> seem to be causing pain. No. Um, not at all. There's a different way to use the power, but to go in and, and, and just take something against someone's will. I think Oscar Isaac just does a spectacular moment of setting it up. Yeah. So you feel the pain that Ray pay, uh, feels. And then in turn, the shock that Kylo feels where his mind's invaded. I, I really do love the sequence. I really do love it. And, and it would make sense that Kylo sense that kylo would would looking down a list of skills to learn at a school the jedi mind trick seems cool how do i use that <laughs> yeah somebody who fell to the dark side partially because he kept fearing that the people around him didn't actually love him yeah you know yeah and, i mean and we see yeah, we see luke luke admits in last jedi to doing it in a passive way not invading and taking something but looking inside looking inside sensing it yeah yeah. And how dangerous that can be. Yeah. Interesting, powerful stuff. When you get into the mental force abilities, uh, we're going to move on as we were discussing our last couple. So force projection, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke projecting himself to create. What do you think is happening here? How do you think of that force ability? I think this is where you're getting into what we a lot of what we've learned with uh, force ghosts and Qui-Gon and this idea of. Yeah, I forget how Claudia Gray describes it so well in her short story from a certain point of view, but you just get a sense. I'm so, so paraphrasing here, but just a sense of, yeah, I'm kind of rebuilding myself in a different form. Yeah. Uh, that almost down to a molecular level. It's not me. It's not the crude matter you knew, but uh, using the cosmic force, I see Luke is doing that in some way. That's the strain. That's the pain, which is also why Kylo says, you know, to Ray, like the effort would kill you. Uh, I, I see it as almost as if he is, is, is essentially actually there and he's choosing the way that he projects himself and his weapon. So I, that's why I, if projection almost doesn't even work for me, even though it's a term I accept right. for the situation, just like a, 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 a rebuilding yourself, you're using planes of existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't know the science of it. I don't think the force cares about the science of it. <laughs> Um, that's what, to me, what was so pain. He was literally to me giving a little bit of his essence. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to me cause I had always thought of it. It was, is just a 
massive mind trick of I am just suggesting mm-hmm. to anybody who could possibly see, mm-hmm. including 3PO, that I'm here. And it's a yeah. suggestion because he's not actually physically not there. there. He's not making marks. He's not, you yeah. know, the embers aren't hitting his right. blade, all all those kind of things. The, the wind's moving his hair a little bit. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But... That could be Octo's wind. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> You're right. That's the Octo wind. The Octo wind. So I thought of it as a massive mind trick and kind of like that because it seems to me on the side of this is not a manipulation of physical things. It's not like he is, yeah. you know, moving some uh, hollow emitters around from afar. Right. It's, he is projecting the concept of himself. I mean, I'm on board for for that being kind of the the genesis of it too, or just a, a combination of the of the both in the sense of yeah, I, I even down to the first order, you know, Walker pilots, everything, yeah, 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 you know, they all see him, yeah, they all see him. Uh, the three PO thing, I know, threw a lot of people. But I shouldn't throw you. He's in that mind too, you know. Yeah, he's, Droid has energy. He's sentient. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the uh, Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary that has all of the the stories so far. Mm. Uh, there's a little bit of discussion of the uh, division between the cosmic force and the living force right. that Lucas really got into uh, with uh, the prequels and with really? the Clone Wars of the idea that the living force is all of us alive, generating yeah. uh, the force around us, and the cosmic force is this larger ethereal plane mm-hmm. that is all, you know beyond matter as we know it, uh, all that kind of thing, and that Luke was channeling his living force into the cosmic force. Mm. Which is an interesting way, if you want to look mm. at is that is that the difference between hey mm-hmm. I physically call my lightsaber a physical object to me yeah. versus my soul reaches into your soul and suggests something that is the mind trick yeah you know is that the difference between uh, functioning in, within the living force versus the cosmic force I like yeah crossing over in a way crossing over and reappearing yeah yeah <laughs> or just like living they, through the cosmic back to the living and and, and con- affecting all i think it's like look it just might be a big potluck dinner of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> a big force potluck uh if you could force project uh how would you use that power <laughs> look uh maybe going to work but if i back in the day when i had a nine to five but uh i think at knowing what would happen, i would be okay staying on my island but you got to get involved i might just fly out okay yeah yeah i would use it for uh video calls uh, oh, so, you know, I don't have to meetings. Put, yeah. get a, get all ready, get my hair all nice, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. stay at home in my pajama pants. Grabbing food, even though it's so e- easy to order food, maybe just, you know, I don't want to pay the charges of the food <laughs> delivery. Force goes, Ken goes out and to <laughs> grab something from Panera. Yeah. Brings fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, force heal was the big uh, new power. Uh, yeah. We saw Ray use it in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, many of our listeners uh uh, there's other, other things there too, uh, but we're not uh, chatting about that right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how do you feel about this ability? It might be revealed in in the novelization. Mm-hmm. Um, where where do you think Ray learned this? Uh, I I choose to think uh, number one, there might have been some old documentation of this there again. But I I go back to this encounter of Ray. Like, I don't think necessarily in that moment she comes up with it but maybe she does i don't know uh we also have again have not read the novel so maybe there's a line or you're a little deeper deeper into it and i'm uh, not there yet not there yet um but i like the idea that that not all again you're not going down a list of possible 
possible forces. It, it, it's intuitive. It's it's what's already in you. Yeah. That's already in Ray. Yeah. Uh, the, what, what's one of the first things we see Ray do? She fixes BB-8's antenna. She rescues him when she doesn't have to, and then yeah. she heals his heals antenna. Him. Yeah. That's who she is. And so even if it even if it was in that very moment with that cave snake monster. The Vexus. Even if it's right then. That tracks for me because of who she is. Yeah. And the Force can guide you, and you can pick it up from there, and the Force can take you through something. It's just like, hey, let me try this. Oop, it worked. I don't know. Or she studied it. Yeah. Both work, but it, it is who she is. Uh, yeah, I like that it is intuitive. Uh, I, I like the possibility that, yeah, maybe it's written down in one of those old Jedi texts. Mm-hmm. But I also like the idea that maybe it is uh, kind of a master level ability. Mm-hmm. So we talk about it sometimes like we generally see the real high-end Jedi. Yeah. But there are a lot of Jedi who are not as powerful as Mace Windu or Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? It's discussed uh, in canon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like the idea that also like maybe this is something where you need to be really centered and mm-hmm. really understand the force and really understand yourself within the force. And it seems like such a choice, right? Yeah. Where she's just like, I can handle this in a peaceful way. Right. When she first encounters that that snake, uh, the Vexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I... I love it. I feel like uh, there's plenty of headcanon, and we'll see what the novel has to say. But I also love what you're saying of it. Just, it's intuitive. Yeah, it's what's what's there in Kylo when he's mind invading, and so you know that's his bad nature at that point. Yeah, like you said, out of fear, out of like, you know, covering up his own own fears himself. So yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all what's there. And uh, I've been thinking of. Uh, Palpatine's uh, sucking of life energy out of uh, Ray right. and Kylo is the the Force steal, the Force uh, the, steal, the Force right, heal, and the Force steal. It's I'm going to give some energy on the light side. I'm yeah. going to take some energy on the dark side. You just mash that triangle button. You're going to Force steal. You know? <laughs> That's right. Be careful who you Force steal when you're playing video games. Uh, the big old, big old headline: Dark side powers. Choke and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Two energy drinks, yep. right? Yep. Uh, choke and lightning. <laughs> the dark side classics. Uh, Ride the bolt, yeah. Ha, yeah. We've talked a little bit about choke. Mm-hmm. The, the, that is a, a terrible, awful dark side fantasy, right? Uh, just it is, yeah, no, close it, somebody's yeah. windpipe. And it's terrifying. It's a kid watching Modi choke to death, Ozzel choke to death. As a kid. Yeah. F with my brain a little bit. Yeah, like, good job, Ben Burt, with that gross Ugh. crushing sound effect, right? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's it's dark. And then, of course, we got the lightning. Mm. How, how do you think the choke and the uh, the just spitting out sparks from your danger fingers? Yeah. How do you think they tell the story of the dark side? Uh, of how I think it's how you can use, again, this power for bad. But, like, to me, the force lightning, from my perspective, it's just like... You are manipulating, not just, not not space and time, but just the, the space, the energy in front of you f- to your dark well. Yeah, that's what I've always. I don't necessarily see it as, you know, much like what lightning actually uh, strike goes up than down, but it looks, you know, I'm not, yeah. I've only chased one tornado in my brain. Um, <laughs> that I don't see it as necessarily lightning coming out of Palpatine. It's out of his interest, but I see it as just part of like he's manipulating the the the, the area in front of him, the energy in front of him. Controlling it, I definitely think it's believe me, it's connected to his danger fingers, as you said. But, you know, I, 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 I've I've always looked at it like that. That's really interesting because yeah. I've always thought of it as just like the epitome of this is what lives in his soul and it's just spitting out. But no, I re- it could sorry, sorry, but it connects to him falling in the explosion uh, uh, in because Jedi. It's inside, it's him. inside of him. Yeah, so yes. I, I don't think you're wrong. I just think maybe it's just like 
Yeah, I don't know. But I never, I hadn't ever thought of it though in the way that you're describing, which I really like. Of if you think of Yoda's beautiful speech in Empire, of this, well, this is a description of the Force. It's it's everywhere between you, me, the land, the ship, mm-hmm. and from the dark side, it's like the anger is connecting all of us yeah, between yeah. i i hate that rock i hate that ship i hate, I hate ship. you and in between any of those things oh. i can create a bond of hate yeah at any moment and again I, and unlike my lightning example it might be generating from him from within inside particularly in rise of skywalker i that that's a shot coming from his hands to all yeah. the ships but again we yoda we talk about cosmic force or whatever's there in front of you uh the midi chlorians in the sky i don't know <laughs> Being kind of influencing that space between all, all objects. Yeah, yeah, and of course we we do have the the force absorb that we get to see Yoda Yoda do. Right. He absorbs the lightning, deflects it, and and absorbs it. And uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see more of force absorb. Uh, but to wrap up our our conversation about our first power party, uh, we got really the final chance to use powers in mm-hmm. from a certain point of view. The Jedi becoming force spirits, and the Sith occasionally haunting stuff. Yeah, so. Uh, what's, what's the philosophy here? What, you know, what do you think about those? Well, we talked a lot about the idea of Sith hunting, particularly when we first learned Palpatine was, was back. Uh, um, this idea, you know, the attachment, this, this attachment thing, the hauntings make sense because they're attached to this world that's physically clinging there where Jedi are letting go, man. And we're taking the big Lebowski, grabbing some white Russians and heading on out into the the next (laughs) plane. Uh, and, and Qui-Gon kind of being the first to master that, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. I love that it's, it comes from Qui-Gon. And so, so yeah, that's the two sides of it. If just, it's really as much as you mentioned it, we hear, let go, let go, let go. Even, uh, in the last Jedi novelization, there's a voice that says, you know, let go to Luke as, as he passes away. Yeah. Let go of this world. It's the hardest thing for all of us to do it. And we are told time and time again sith can't do that yeah sith so, hold on tighter yeah. yeah i think that's the the big thing for me going even for something that's just like cool and straightforward bad guy power is the choke it's yep. it's literally tight and constrictive yes you know and and whenever a, a, a jedi encounters a dark side place it's cold and cold yep. in in real life physically tightens and constricts your body that's how you react to it yeah. uh and the same thing with the the haunting versus the spirits the haunting is a little bit of myself clung to some yeah. object yeah. near me out of hate I versus oh the helmet a mask whatever it is. yeah versus like the jedi thing of like well i would like to merge with everything that has ever been and yeah. be aware of that so i could maybe help out a little bit yeah <laughs> get on out of here yeah it's a little bit more uh flowing yeah. uh you've talked a lot about the uh the responsibility of power yeah so obviously if uh, you got a dark side and a light side user and they're encountering conflicts and you could choke the person to death or you could give them a little push to get out of the way there's obvious differences yeah uh but from the Jedi perspective of we have these powers. We don't own the force. It will mm-hmm. exist after we're gone. It existed before us, yeah. but we can manipulate this energy field. It will obey our commands. And that does give us literal superpowers of mm-hmm. lifting rocks and jumping high. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is the responsibility of having that kind of power and knowing that you have it? I think being aware of, the purpose for which you're using it for and, 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 and what the end result will be, could be, potentially be. I think with any sense of power, yeah, you have it. Great. 
why are you using it and what you're using it for and 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 to be what will happen at the end of this string and that might and that means you have to play out could be brute force could be something you got to cut the storm traper in half yeah you got to play that out um but knowing that you're going to have to make those choices continuously too the no jedi you don't just uh you can't go with luke you don't just level up and then not have doubts or not have problems or not have struggles. So how are you going to continue to use the power? And, and what's the purpose behind every choice you make with that power? That's the big one for me. The point. The the purpose. Like, yeah. what, what do you have? You have it. Great. How are you going to use it? Why? Why yeah. do you want to use it? What's the end result? Manipulating the chance cube is, is to me, straight out just manipulation of... What could have happened? Yeah, but the the, the purpose, the reason behind Qui Gon wanting to do that, uh, and knowing, all right, here's what will happen if I, I get the kid. I believe this kid. Yeah. You know, yes, things go wrong from that point, but but Qui Gon is living in that moment. Yeah. Uh, versus, what do you do with the Sith? You, you, with the Sith, you know, what's their purpose? It's it's inward. It's it's attachment. It's anger. It's lack of forgiveness. It's lack of compassion for the rest of the world. It's it's power, greed. Yeah. How yeah. do you use it? I think that's all, all great. Uh, and uh, and I think particularly insightful from someone like yourself, no joke, with your security job, you had to make those choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you do, you do. I've, I've, I've personally arrested hundreds of people and I've also personally not arrested thousands. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's, yeah. And that's... And same with my friends, uh, detectives and supervisors. I know four SWAT team guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. And I've seen it gone wrong. Right. And I've had moments where I've probably done some, eh, I don't know if I'd do that again. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I think in the moment. Yeah. You're in the moment. And how do you do, how do you use it? It's you have, the choice comes to you every time. Yeah. And I think that's one of the valuable things about Star Wars is it can absolutely be fun. Playground uh, fantasy can absolutely be fun. Honest human joke of I would, uh, you know, uh, get a, get a remote to me when I'm really tired. It, right. It's all great. And, and on different levels but then i think it does it is when you dig in it reminds you like eh, i can't leap real high or do a jedi mind trick but we all do have some level right. of power it's all there and you, for me when i i think when i was young like the fantasy of having power is just to feel powerful right mm-hmm. because we I, all have moments yeah. where we feel like we have no power so the idea of like i have power yeah. uh, i think partially because of how much I love Star Wars, how much I uh, get to talk with you about it and share mm-hmm. with the community and think through for my own. How how do I personally try to interpret the Jedi philosophy? It's fun to be at an age where I think, like, wouldn't it be great to have this power? Not so I can necessarily go out and do something, but that mm-hmm. if I saw a car about to hit someone, mm-hmm. I could stop it. Yeah. Not hurt anybody. Yeah. just the, It's nice to try to get to a point in life where you fantasize about being able to just come across someone who needs help yeah, and really, really, really be confident in your ability to help them. Where were you when my car slammed into that SUV? <laughs> That's what I, mean. I was too busy trying to use the force <laughs> on a remote because to be honest, I would, I would do that yeah. too. But great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's fun uh, to talk about all of just the beautiful fun fantasy of mm-hmm. uh, the force powers, but it's also just a great way into some of the ideas behind Star Wars. So that has been our uh, force power party. What a party indeed. The cake was great. And <laughs> as with a lot of things in Star Wars, it starts small and it just gets deeper should you choose to follow that path. Uh, thank you, Joseph, for hosting that Force Party Power. No problem. We'll Thanks go on to attending. our 
power. <laughs> I love parties. The power of the light side here. Would you like to uh, deliver this uh, one you here? Why, why don't you go for this? I'll one. do this one. Uh, this is from Will Dixon. Will Dixon. We take this from our Patreon supporters uh, page there. Uh, Joseph Campbell talked about how it was the job of the spiritual hero to experience the eternal moment in the field of time and then share that experience with others. Eternity isn't some later time. Eternity isn't even a long time. And t- eternity has nothing to do with time. Eternity is that dimension of here and now that all thinking in temporal terms cuts off. The experience of eternity right here and now in all things, whether thought of as good or as evil, is the function of life. Ray hearing the whispers of eternity through the voices of the Jedi, Luke telling Leia, no one's ever really gone, Kenobi's self-sacrifice, Yoda's instruction to Luke as both a young initiate and again as a master. Qui-Gon said it right off the bat, keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. This, writes Will Dixon, is what I love about Star Wars. I think that goes perfectly. It's almost <laughs> as if you knew what your topic was today, Joseph, when you selected that. That goes perfectly with today. This is absolutely great. This is just the will of the force because I've just been taking these mm. in the order that people uh, gave them. Ah, and when I got that. to this, I yeah. finished writing up the notes for our force power party and then saw this is the one we were up to. So there you go. It's just like sometimes things do just fall into places beautifully mm-hmm. written uh, by Will Dixon. And I, I yeah. agree there is just uh, there's a sort of uh, serenity in that feeling of we are the present is everything because the present is connected to the past the present is connected to the future we are all connected in in a certain way through eternity indeed and i love i love the the be here now kind of mindset keep concentration here and now where it belongs, you know, they can go into deeper things, depressions being uh, fearful of and locked in the past, anxieties fearful of the future, you know, and, and not saying those things are easily fixed, suffered from depression for years. But like it, when you're there where you are now, I think you can best deal with those type of situations. Yeah. That's the yeah. force calling to you. Great stuff, Will. Uh, we do the Power of the Light side each week. We take it from our uh, patron supporters. We ask them to share part of Star Wars that they love, a moment, a memory, something about this great uh, saga and how it affects their lives in a positive way. From there, we're going to go to our audience questions. We also do this from online, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Patreon. I guess technically we could do it from Instagram, uh, <laughs> but mostly Twitter and Facebook. So we got some great stuff today here. Uh, Jeremy Klein writes, regarding Mace Windu's status as a master swordsman, I recently heard a theory that in his fight with Palpatine, Palpy took a dive to create a situation <laughs> where Anakin would have to come save him and commit to the dark side. I always thought that Windu's performance in that fight was a testament to his abilities, but now I'm not sure. Obviously, Palpatine's machinations are ultimately unknowable. What do you guys think? So I've heard this before, thought about this before, yeah. and love the debate on either side of it. Yeah. What do you think? I think it is a understandable solid theory and i think there is nothing in the movie that like concretely goes yep yo that that is the correct answer so i think it's a great thing to think about i think for myself i have a bias that i like the idea just Mm -hmm. choosing for myself yeah i like the idea that mace kicked his ass right uh because i think mace is you know you go back to some of the legend stuff where uh, mace's lightsaber form is vapod it's Mm. It meant to be aggressive, to counter mm. aggressive uh, combat. Uh, but more than anything, I like the idea of Palpatine is afraid of the Jedi. Yeah. That's why he's got Order 66 going. That's why he's got Anakin immediately marching off and his delivery of, you know, like the Jedi are relentless. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I like the idea that a Jedi could have beat him. And if Anakin hadn't walked in right that moment, 
Mace probably would have just finished him. Uh, It also makes me like that Palpatine has all these grand schemes, Mm. but he's also, he's a planner, Mm -hmm. but he's also just such a great improviser of like, oh man, I thought I was going to have to kill all these guys, then go to Anakin all disfigured in some way, or, you know, cut myself and go, look what they did to me. And I would turn him then and like, Mm. and then this just, it's almost a defeat. And he immediately turns it into a victory because Anakin walked in at the perfect moment for this to work. I, I'm on board more with what you're saying than anything. Uh, I, I like the idea that Mace defeated him, uh, or was about to, that, uh, Palpatine, yeah, again, yeah, the fear of the Jedi, uh, um, and that, uh, but, but Mace clearly is better and is called better and is ranked better. And, yeah. you know, is, is co- people are constantly compared to him. So it makes sense. It's not out of the, the realm of possibility. Yeah, without a doubt, Phantom, uh, the, he's the Phantom Menace of it all, but we always talk about, uh, he, he uses chaos to his advantage. I can't imagine. I think maybe he would have hoped he could have envisioned. Maybe, maybe he's in Anakin's mind a little bit, or maybe Palpatine is just trusting in a weird way, trusting in the, in the will of the dark force here of they've been poking Anakin for a long time. Mace particularly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you wait here, kid. I'm going to go, even after all the years they worked together in the Clone Wars, is, is Palpatine hedging the bet, but at the end of the day, I still think he was in not necessarily control, but ready to use it to his advantage when it popped up. And I don't know, but I I think it's important that that Anakin defeated uh, in that moment that takes out Mace and and just you know it's used used to that uh, used to Palpatine's advantage. Yeah. Um, so it's it, to me. I'm trying to give a clear answer, but I, I just. I think it's all of it. You know what you're making me think of is just that I think to me, the bottom line is that red blade doesn't come out. He doesn't come Mm -hmm. out with the, I am the Senate. uh, Unless he knows Anakin is done cooking, unless he's heard the ding of the oven and feels like I got an apprentice ready to go one way or another. He just needs a tiny push. I'll find the tiny push. Final. But like he's made the choice to begin revealing. So I feel yeah. like he's got like, eh, I got, I got something to work with here. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Great question, Jeremy. Uh, David Nethelkamp writes, Hey, Ray destroys Kylo's tie whisper before blowing up the transport on the Akiaki planet. Pasana. Wouldn't the wayfinder have been on board that ship as opposed to the new tie whisper Kylo lands on the Death Star wreckage? So this is a great question. I, yeah. I had a pause and kind of re, you know, not having the movie in front of me yet. Like, okay, okay. Uh, what, what do you think? Cause I, I yeah, think, I think, I think it's definitely a, if you just watch the movie, it can be a, wait, what, how, mm-hmm. uh, and to me, it's just one of those headcanon things of like, yeah, yeah, there was a big explosion, but the Wayfinder survived. People that out of the wreckage, he's keeping it with him. He put it on in the new tie whisper. Yeah. That, that That's what I, I think, but I think it is definitely one of those that makes you go, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Actually fair. And yeah, the idea, you know, maybe he grabbed it. <laughs> at the moment he stepped out like your car keys or your cell phone <laughs> i crashed right. i survived oh this is great uh let me grab the wayfinder uh to patreon we go and we got a question from keith kempenich since it had been established that becoming a force ghost is a learned skill and not an inherent trait does uh, that largely preclude ben solo coming back indeed isn't it uh, perhaps an inconsistency that anakin came back uh, neither to our knowledge ever learned it. Yeah. And this comes up a lot, Anakin in Return yeah. of the Jedi. So yeah, absolutely. What do you think here? Um, I, the head canon that I like to have for it is the, uh, in that 
the what was the final season of Clone Wars season six, when Yoda goes on that adventure and kind of learns the steps of unlocking this power. Mm. Uh, it's something that I think Jedi have to train themselves for. But I think we've seen a couple of uh, former Darksiders, Anakin and Ben, go through those same steps because a yes. couple of the crucial steps are facing your dark side. Right. And simply by renouncing living in their dark side and, and finding the strength to renounce it, they face their dark side. And another of the steps is to be uh, willing to selflessly sacrifice yourself for the good of others, right. which again, both Anakin and Ben actually do. Right. So I think it is something that you can study and you can learn, or you can just intuitively do perhaps if you are particularly strong mm-hmm. in the force. Look to be a uh, great, great answer, but who's to say Ben isn't popping up other places. I don't know how, how long and it, he did fade away. He did fade away. He did fade away. But you know what I mean? Like by the time we see Luke and Leia on Tatooine, you know, has Ben not showed up to Ray at another point to see, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah. the novel that we haven't yet read, uh, you know, I'll wait for screen rant to do a hate article on it. <laughs> um, I just think though, sometimes the force is really powerful. Maxi big, as you said earlier, <laughs> and that, uh, uh, Anakin just appearing a fair question a lot of people have asked it's just part of his great power yeah to me it's always like that's just room for more storytelling yes yes what's on the other side final question today Nick Field the success of Clone Wars prompts two questions one did George make a mistake using droids slash Ewoks TV shows after Return of the Jedi instead of a cartoon with Luke Han and Leia and two shouldn't they be making an animated Disney plus show with the sequel trilogy characters right now it's an animated version um, starting with the question one, did he make a mistake with George and Ewoks? I don't think so, but it was a different time. It was a very, yeah. very different time. Uh, child me, if yeah. you, uh, if Nick uh, could travel back in time, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, a child me would have preferred that to uh, the Detroit Ewoks Absolutely. cartoons. It was kind of uh, mystifying to me at the time. I think the fascinating thing to me yeah, about uh, Nick's Nick's question is like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it it would have been great. It would have been amazing. Um, it's thinking about why creators create. And mm-hmm. in 1983, Lucas had young children. Lucas was interested in the part of Star Wars that talks directly to young kids. Yeah. So I think that's why Lucas probably went to uh, the fun things, the likable things, the not, not just, you know, scary or deep necessarily. Yeah. Um, and also I think he felt like that's the story with Luke Han and Leia. Yeah. I told it beginning, middle one. and end. And yeah. I think the big thing with Clone Wars, because you can piece it out of all of his various interviews, he wanted to do the prequels because he wanted to do the Clone Wars and he got distracted. Yeah. And he told the beginning of the Clone Wars and the end of the Clone Wars. And you have all those great interviews where he's like, okay, Revenge of the Sith is going to start with seven battles on yeah. seven worlds. We're really going to see, oh, damn, I need to finish <laughs> telling Anakin's story. So I think yeah. it's essential that the Clone Wars was a story that he wanted to tell mm. and thought he was going to tell in the movies and didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I, I I totally could see George in his 80s flannel and non-gray beard just going, yeah, done, done. But the Ewok story is benefit to me <laughs> yeah. and kids. Yeah, absolutely. Again, different time, too. Maybe, maybe he would have. Maybe he would have wanted a somewhat serious, serialized tale. That wasn't what animation was back then. It would have been mind-blowing y- yeah. to say... Uh, 
What? Well, I was going to say if Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill, even if they didn't all do the voices, it would have been Brad Garrett. Uh, you know, it would have been who voiced Hulk Hogan during the 80s. Like, it would have been that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, which would have been fine. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, I talk, I'm talking about my love of Robotech. Harmony Gold takes the, the uh, Japanese shows and crafts them into a very serialized, great series, influential. I love it. Um, uh, death, love, romance, even some sex, you know? It's like all yeah. there. But that that was not the norm. No, not the and big properties like Star Wars uh, continuing the mm-hmm. narrative like that would have been uh, amazing. Yeah, and even because I'm trying to think like there was a Ghostbusters show. There was a wasn't there a Back to the Future animated yeah. show, and they all were Saturday morning camp, and it wouldn't have been the same thing. And I think we would have been like, glad let's erase these from <laughs> existence. Uh, second question quickly: animation issue with sequel trilogy characters right now. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. It's a definitely now. It's a different time, but I, I'm not ready for it yet. I don't know. I need yeah. I need the sequel trilogy to sit for a little bit so yeah. I can enjoy the characters' story so far. Uh, I could be making an assumption, but possibly uh, where next question is coming from. What is uh, what it's speaking to to me is you see the Clone Wars. You see how much it enhances all of the storytelling of the right. prequel trilogy, and then you're like. This saga is about three wars, and we got yeah. this amazing cartoon for that war. Right? Wouldn't it be great to have one for the Galactic Civil War, for the Resistance War? And I, yeah, the, it would. Yeah, the, the, I pine for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if the modern Star Wars comics hadn't haven't been so busy filling out right. Luke and Han and Leia's adventures, I think I would be all in and like just make an original trilogy one now. Just I would too. just do it. Just go for it and flesh yeah. that out in the same way. I think that in modern canon it's a little crowded. And I'm with you on on re- the Resistance era heroes. I, I was hoping Star Wars Resistance would kind of grow into yes. being a little bit more like Clone Wars of filling the gap of what was that totally. war for everybody else in the galaxy. And it, it does that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I need it to breathe a little bit. But then I would I would be very happy to see those characters continue in some in an animated form like Clone Wars. Yeah. That loves the surface level action adventure fantasy of Star Wars, but also just digs into the characters. I would love it. Maybe it's possible with Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> that is it. Thank you for all the questions, everybody, today. Uh, Nick, uh, Keith, David, Jeremy, we appreciate the, the thoughts. Uh, your participation in the show. If you have a question for us, several ways to reach out. You can go to Twitter at Force Center Pod, like our Facebook page. Uh, we have an Instagram and YouTube page. Uh, you can also find the podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Tune in and more. Just search and find it. If you want a t-shirt, like speculate responsibly, go to tpublic.com slash user slash force center. Uh, and Joseph over on Patreon, we are uh, close to some goals, revamping some stuff, but as always building some great stuff from there. That is right. We still got Tony Thaxton working on new music for Star Wars Ranked yeah, because do. we uh, passed that goal and we're going to be looking at some other uh, goals. And also, we always want to remind you that when you are a patron, you get access to our Discord channel, which is a nice, fun, friendly place to chat about Star Wars. So if you're mm-hmm. interested at all, go check out patreon.com slash force center. And our show Will the Force, too, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we are almost out of here. It's been busy for both of us with a lot of projects and shows. We appreciate you guys supporting us when you can elsewhere. Uh, 
uh, ran into, I think, our friend Nat out in Vegas at the show. Been nice. there at the live show in Chicago. Great to chat with him. So, as always, you can follow our adventures uh, everywhere. Go to KenNapsock.com to find out what I'll be doing next. Don't quite have an announcement. <laughs> you close to an announcement, though. <laughs> yeah. Close, I, I'm working on it, yeah. But I do have the Wondery podcast that's out uh, that I wrote, uh, Stone Cold, uh, Steve Austin versus The Rock, uh, Sports Wars on Wondery. That's out. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you can always follow me on the social media, Twitter and Instagram in particular, at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website to check out uh, other podcasts, shows, uh, comedy albums, all that stuff. In particular, if you're in the Los Angeles area, the next edition of my monthly comedy variety show, Game Night Variety Show, is Friday, March 20th. So I encourage you to come check that out. Again, info on that is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com on the live shows page. Check it all out. We appreciate your support. So go pick the force power you want, but use it wisely. We'll see you next time on Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.